Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I'm Dexterity Box, joined as always by Jake Punkchef41. Hope this podcast finds you well as per usual. No matches this week to talk mm. about, which is... Um, We've only ever had one podcast like this before, but as we come towards the end of the season, the Talking Wednesday podcast is going to become much more of that. Uh, depending on the way the international tournaments work, yep. just so you've got a heads up, when it comes to summer, it might become bi-weekly. This, uh, bi- yeah, so every fortnight, basically, yeah. this uh, podcast will come out and then maybe we'll do a Talking England in there. The Talking England breakout didn't do amazingly well. I know a lot of people on the long-form podcast enjoyed that part of it because then they didn't feel the need to. I will say, though, if you could help us out, if you're on the YouTube platform, when a breakout goes, even if you've already watched the full podcast, if you just, just see it, it pop like. up, go there, give it a like, maybe leave it muted in the background, just help the algorithm out a little bit because we know you've seen it and you enjoy it, but it helps boost that up as well. But yeah, I've talked a lot at the beginning there. How are you, Jake? Had a good week? Uh, Not too bad, not too bad. Trying to figure out YouTube stuff and new ideas for the channel, which we spoke about off 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 line kind of thing and trying to figure out my branding stuff but apart from that it's been a good week personally it's just been quiet but I always get a bit n- nervous when it's an international break because you feel like you've got to put content out and I don't like making content for content's sake no yeah we've how the algorithm very... is uh, yeah so it's a well, I've, I've sat down to make like three different videos this week and gone I just kind of want to focus on doing stuff for the podcast. So I sacked those off because obviously Dexterity Box is still my channel where I want to do videos and stuff. But because because I know that Talking Wednesday is going to get quieter over the summer and we're going to have to work really hard to, to, to keep this podcast, I want to make sure while we're building it that there's a focus on there. So by the summer, we've got a lot of a community yeah. there to give us the topics and and keep us thriving. And obviously, we're going to look at to, into guests and things over summer. Not always the easiest thing. Uh, we've got a couple of things in the pipeline, which could be quite fun. And when it uh, comes to summer, just remember, we will be talking a lot of transfer speculation. Yeah. So Your just remember, tides. that'll be what we'll be talking a lot of. It might not happen, but it's one of those things that's the, all you can talk about in the summer. And for a long time on my channel, I didn't do transfer rumours because I was sick of doing them. Because I like it when it's solid, but sometimes you've got to for the channel. Well, it's difficult for video. It's difficult for videos, but podcasts—they're perfect. Mm, yeah. So if if we're sitting down and we're making a video, it's quite difficult to just sit there and talk about um, podcast speculation because you feel a bit like I'm making a video when I know this possibly won't happen. But if you're talking about it on a podcast and you're having you an actual like discussion a about it, yeah, exactly. And that's that's where this sort of fits perfectly for it. And then obviously we can get your guys' influence on it as well. So how's your week on. been before we start? Can you always forget uh, yourself? Yeah, always, always. It's fine. Um, I I felt I, I felt a bit crap at the start of the week, and then pulled it through, and now I'm 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 great. Um, just looking towards what we'll be doing after sort of these next couple of weeks now, and just trying to plan for the near future. I think I said something similar last week. It's one of those that I, as I said, I sat down to make some videos. I made graphics for the Talking Wednesday podcast this week, actually. So. Uh, they should be either on this full podcast, but they'll definitely be on the breakouts, but they might also be on this uh, full podcast as well, because I thought, give it its own identity and the way it looks as well with the intros and the outros, yeah. so it's something separate from Face my it, normal you're just videos. itching to get gigging again. You're Pretty itching much. to play music. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm getting I'm getting into that. It's also the sun's coming out. This mm. podcast is going to get difficult to record, especially in this room over summer, because it gets so hot in here. Um, oh, so cool. I might the melting to, I, podcast. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I think I'm going to have to find a. I'm going to have to put a really 
really, really good gate on this microphone and put the um, the fan underneath the table so I can actually not melt. Because the thing is, Newcastle have obviously got the thing going with Steve Bruce at the minute. And my video from Steve Bruce is starting to pick up views again. You know, the old one. Oh, is it? From 2019, <laughs> oh, wow. right? Because of the Bruce situation. But the thing is, I look back at that and I remember that day. I'd got back from work, I'd gone for a run, and then I'd I'd sort of had like a quick shower, but I'm in that stage where it's boiling hot because it's yeah. it's summer. Um and I'm sort of cooling down from my shower, so I've still got like the heat of the, everything, <laughs> and I'm just sat there sweating between takes and I just look shiny in it. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's probably gonna be one of those podcasts as we as we go through as it goes on yeah so there's ways to support the channel the join button underneath memberships help us out pretty much all that's going towards the podcast and things like that um at the minute trying to put as much into the channel as i possibly can but if you can't support us financially that's cool leave us an audio review they are a big thing you can do them on apple podcasts and Podchaser. apple podcasts is the one if you've got access to it that's brilliant but Podchaser mm. is one that you can just go on a website there'll be links in the description and help us out just go across to that and rate the podcast like this week alex lee did who says brilliant podcast love the banter between the hosts and the casual talk between them and us as supporters i've been listening since the very first pod and i've enjoyed every second i will be here till the very last and keep it up hopefully by the end of the season jake might be able to say your agidi names (laughs) brilliantly Uh, (laughs) to listen to it's a great podcast to listen to when playing games or out for a walk or on a drive once again keep it up so it's the first time you've been sassed yeah in the uh, podcast reviews and i like that too don't worry if we're doing the england stuff wait until i do your own names yeah that'll be fun no england talk today uh if you are want expecting us to talk about san marino it's obviously going to be a win there i thought i thought um it was just a a normal performance it looked a bit like a training session didn't it it I will say something though that San Marino keeper was on fire despite he having had a five foot past him, yeah. <laughs> which you don't usually say. Um, first topic today: there's not a lot of news. It's a very nope. slow news week, so it's going to be the first episode that I've promised for a little while, where it is focused on what you guys wanted us to talk about. But we have taken that and we have taken it to the extreme today. Yep. So we're going to start with a little more of an injury update, and the first one is from about Delhi Bashiru, who's back in training. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we'd like to see from him in the near future. And we'll start with Jake there. So obviously, Delhi Bashru, we've talked a lot about him in the past. He's back uh, on the pitch and could be in contention shortly. So what would you like to see from him for the end of the season and onwards? I want to see a bit more consistency from him because... Well, I'd like to see him get played first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if we can... That's what I meant by consistency, really. He, he yeah. needs to play. He's a very good player. And... He's that big unit in that middle of midfield we don't have and we haven't had for a while. We haven't had someone who can be in that midfield and kind of ride a tackle without being pushed over. I think our midfield is a little bit lightweight at times. Definitely, and yeah. And you, you, you see when he gets the ball, he just runs. You know where he's going and stuff. And the, he was always going to be one for the future, but this it's not the future now. This is planning for either wherever we are next season. And he's a player that needs to get in. I thought he was so unlucky with that tackle he got in that game where it basically took him out. 
because he was looking really good up until then. And you're thinking, right, we can go on, he can go on a run of games. And that's the thing we haven't had all season from a lot of players. There's not been many players who have been able to get a run of games under it. been a run of games and then an injury. A run of game and then an injury. So if we can get some consistency with fitness and stuff. But he's looking well. He looks like he's re- raring to go. And as as I said in the note we do, he's... Fans are already using that like tagline. He's a bit of a beast in with mm. how he plays, and you can see that he's like yeah. I offer, but in midfield. Well, I, I think I think it's um, for for Deli Bashiru. I've been saying a lot about Hunt being too lightweight, and I mm. think he's there's a hell of a player in there if he bulks up a little bit. Deli Bashiru is kind of like the bulked up version, yeah. you know, and he's got he's a little bit more advanced in that regard, and I can see a lot of potential. Look, I, the one thing I will say is he play he does play like that academy kid that's just trying stuff out and I I do mm. really like that. It's difficult when you're in a season season where you're scrapping for it and he tries something it doesn't come off and we're like no you need the consistency there it needs to come off but yeah. there will be a point if he keeps trying stuff and he's got he's a player that's got the confidence to try stuff eventually that stuff will start yeah. to pay off when, and when, when it does you're pay off. talking about Hunt it reminds me of Cristiano Ronaldo, when he first got to Man United, he was really skinny. Have you just compared a Sheffield Wednesday player to Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, it's not not on the ability side of it. It's more on, we came back that second season and he bulked. That summer, all he did was gym work and he Mm. came better. And I think that's the kind of thing we need to see now from a lot of the academy players now. It needs to be like, start bulking a bit, ready for it. Or for God's sake, loan them to clubs so they can get actual game time. I, mm. I'm not a fan of this whole kind of playing them against under-23s all the times, against other under-23s, because you're not going to get the same thing. You're always going to be against kids around your same age and stuff. You're not going to have it where you're in League 2 and there's a 35-year-old veteran in defence and you're about to take a shot and he's about to polax you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's kind of snap your knee in half yeah. if, you, if you do something wrong, yeah. Um you definitely there's definitely a lot of merit in that. We were talking about it a little bit more with the goalkeeper situation and I wish the goalkeepers had got a little bit more loan experience. Um there's nothing like game time at that level because the academy you know you've got that sort of level of breakthrough and security and you know you're mm-hmm. always going to be playing like that sort of age range. It would be good to see Delhi but what I personally want from him though is I want him to come back in. I want him to have some um so we've got nine games left, some decent yeah. appearances in that if we can just manage him well and then look at where we are at the end of the season because if he well, he signed a big contract, so we'd be due some yeah. money for him if he was to, to go anywhere. And so he's probably stuck here, for want of a better word. Mm. Uh, you know. So I think if we go down, I reckon he could be quite a commanding midfielder there. Probably, yeah. um, probably well up there for... If the likes of Pelopesi doesn't say getting started next to Bannon, you know, and being yeah, a different outlet, very much so. and uh, I will say the uh, there is some there is some potential there, and I can see why we're signing. One good thing did come from the Monk side there. Mm. I just hope we can actually um, not waste this potential because I've seen a lot of potential in Delhi Bashiru, so it'd be good to see yeah, him used a little bit more. Talking a bit more about the under twenty threes. Oh God! So we added this in at the last minute. Because we th- we don't usually talk about the under-23s at Wednesday, and it's not because it's a slow news week. It's because there's been drama, and it's surrounding Izzy Brown again, right? And you go, oh, what's the drama, guys? Why are you trying to bring it up on the podcast? All he did was get a yellow, uh, red card in the under-23s game. 
and he's got, you know, sent off. That happens. A yeah. lot of people on Twitter saying he's an awful player and all that. He can't even sort of do it in the 23s. Why did he get that uh, red card, Jake? So apparently it was an off-the-ball incident and he squared up to an under-22-year-old, under-23 player for Sheffield United kind of thing. And it seems a bit like you're a professional footballer, just let it go, he's a kid kind of thing. So I don't know roughly what the scope is there, but it seems very strange for him to do that. It seems very out of character for him from what we've seen and what I've seen through his career. He's not that kind of player that loses it. So I don't know if the mental side of his games affecting him now, if you know what I mean. Because I mean, it is, and I guess you could say, like, usually in a derby, yes. we'd, we'd want to see that kind of, we don't, we can kind of understand it. But when it's the under-23s, you don't swear. Yeah. Was, it, was it one of the kids he squared up to as well, not one of their yeah, sort of? Yeah, the kids. Doesn't look good, does it? And really? the other thing is, I think Izzy Brown is a little bit one of those players who's looking around at the minute because I don't think he's going to get a... I, I think he's out at Chelsea at the end of the season. I don't think he's going to be in Tuchel's plans for next yeah. season. So I think it might be a little bit he's trying to think about... <laughs> That's a little next. bit of an understatement. But, no offence, Izzy Brown. But oh, like, no. yeah, I don't think the, the club that are going to be pushing for the... The, the Premier League next year or they're going to be in trouble or Tuchel's off is going to be bringing Izzy Brown in who's not getting yeah. game time at Sheffield Wednesday. I don't think that's going to happen somehow. But in it, that whole situation, it's a mixture of what's going off off the pitch, what mentally he's like, because he's not playing the first team. That got annoying. And then the, I think the only thing is I think he can still play for our first team even though he got a red in the under-23s, I believe. So He's not been playing. It wouldn't matter anyway. He's not been playing no, the play, first no, team. No, no. So it's him and Marriott seem like really bad chapters for us. Yeah, Marriott has shown like like I when I saw Marriott, I was like, that's a good signing. That is a I good it was sort well. of good move there because if you look at the, I didn't think he was going to set the world on fire, but he definitely had potential to be decent. And I'm trying to find more on this um, this thing but every article that ever talks about it now just quotes the tweets and what yes it's like it's like two lines and then tweets and i'm like right okay so yeah the scrap it's not great to hear one of our players is scrapping with under 23s when he's meant to be one of the senior players basically i don't i think that sort of ill discipline will mean that we don't see izzy brown in the squad for the rest of the season Mm. i don't know about you yeah it's a shame because i like izzy brown but it's just not worked out, and you can kind of say that just for our season this year. It's I think he's been very out. mismanaged. I think he's been mm. very mismanaged. A lot of people are now saying, yeah, well, he's crap. I'm like, to he's be honest, I've seen, I've, uh, he's not crap. I've seen signs that he could actually be a decent player. But yet again, you talk about people are now uh, sort of hailing Rhodes as the the second coming of Jordan Rhodes again. Do you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> no, it's more like the third coming yeah, of Jordan but, Rhodes. In a way but before, before all of that, it was a case of, oh, mm. he's finished. He's not very good. And, and then well, look you at managers, pe- managers. But you also have people saying he needs to play. You need to play him in a run of sort of over 15 games and let him actually get that confidence that you believe. Yeah. Izzy Brown was coming on in like the 84th minute all the time. So, and you saw flashes from him. And Start then the obviously season, he looked good, didn't he? Went yeah. on the monk. We thought really good for then he got that injury and then he just couldn't get back in the team. No. And it's a case of different managers didn't fancy him. Using him as a bit part player. It's it's been very much a season of what ifs for Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. And Izzy Brown sort of typifies that in a way, in terms of 
what he could have been because we've seen him at other clubs and he's done really well on his loan spells. And it's just the typical Sheffield Wednesday this season. It's not worked for Izzy Brown. And this, especially with the the manner of the red card, is not going to go well for the uh, rest of the season for him. Maybe maybe you'll get some... uh, substitute appearances and maybe he'll be part of the squad a little bit more but even uh, Darren Moore's not really been see, uh, no. too confident about using him so I think we've probably if anything, seen anything we've seen youth team players come on in his place instead when he's not been on the bench so yeah. I think that kind of says it all yeah and obviously he's a he's a, he's a player that's that's quite vocal on on social media he does interact with the fans and that and uh, in fairness that probably uh, will only end up getting even more sour as that Mm. carries on with the the situation because we do I think a big portion of our fan base has just turned on him now which is you never like to see as well but this doesn't help anything really does it so yeah don't kick off at under 23s mate come on just rise above it rise above it kids remember when you were in that position I don't know that I don't we don't know the full details on it he could have said anything but like unless it was like absolutely abhorrent what this kid said you shouldn't be squaring up to to be fair when it says off the ball it's normally something been said yeah no yeah but uh he's a professional footballer it's actually if this is one of the academy kids for united unless he said something that Mm. you know would be you could see him squaring up to him i can't I don't know. I'd want. I'd want to know what was said, but I also. I you shouldn't be squaring up to academy kids. End of. Leave that one there. Um. Okay, let's talk about Josh Windass and what he thinks about more because Josh Windass has spoken a little bit to the media. So I'm going to quote Football League World here, who are basically. I think they're basically taking their story from the Stars reporting, yeah. as you'll find through this. So Sheffield Wednesday midfielder Josh Windass has paid tribute to Darren Moore for the impact he has made at Hillsborough, but admits he blames himself and his teammates for the turnover of managers at the club this season. Speaking about the impact Moore has had during his first few weeks as the Owls manager, Windass was quoted by the Sheffield Star as saying, he's brought a new style of play and confidence to the players and we're all buying into it. We have respect for him and we're trying to implement that on our game. Discussing the prospect of playing under so many managers in such a short space of time, the midfielder added, Quote, it's been a massive challenge, but the reason it's been like that is we of players haven't been good enough. If we had been good enough, we wouldn't have had different managers. I blame myself. I blame the players for how we've been performing. This group of players has got a lot of heart and a lot of talent, and hopefully we can start showing that on a more regular basis, end quote. You're saying the right things, but it's one of those where it's also a case of like, yeah, we've heard that these players have got a lot of heart and all that, and we... We saw it in decent performance against Barnsley, obviously. We've yeah. still got that in, in fresh in our minds. If we'd have seen that sort of fight from the team throughout the season, we wouldn't be in this and we wouldn't be questioning the players. Oh. But what, what do you take on this one? On Good things are said about Darren Moore by everyone, <sighs> by the looks of it. Yeah, everyone seems to have a really good thing to say about Darren Moore and what's happening. And it's actually interesting. It's very, it's very strange that you get players coming out saying, I blame myself, I blame the players. It's normally like, well, it was the manager's thing. So... I'm very nice to see the honesty there. Now, on it, but there's certain things that we could see of fans that weren't working for the clean, but they're only doing what the manager said. And I'm thinking like Tony Pulis. There were certain things that we were doing with Pulis, which just wasn't the right thing for when deciding how it was set up. But 
you got to think it's four managers in one season. They've got to change to everything. But the thing that I keep hearing is that Darren Moore is very honest with the players. He'll sit them down and say, this is what it is. This is what's happening. Can you do this? Let's try this. And the big thing we've had this week is having no games. It's given Darren Moore two weeks on training, which is the one thing he needed. I saw stuff like saying, oh, Moore's not the right man. He should go. It's like he's been in the job two weeks. It's like yeah, being no, in I a see, job we two weeks. We had a bit of that in as well, yeah. It going, you can't judge a manager two weeks in. And we're in this position because of how the club's been run, how the players have not stepped up. And fair play. I think we put a lot of players off signing for us due to the minor point situation. And we let a lot of play, players go and didn't really manage to replace them that we should have done. And the one thing that we've been missing as late is goals. But we're starting to see Windath and Rowe come into form, which is good. And it can only help us have another week before our next game on the training pit to get what they want in play. Because that Barnsley game, you can see what Moore wants. You can see the style of play he wants. And that was probably, for me, one of Windass's best games, actually, as late. Because he, he didn't do his usual, I'm going to take a shot, I'm going to go for glory. He actually played as being a teammate. I think that's what um, shines through from this interview as well. We were saying last week about he probably got quite a bit of grief from Darren Moore for not squaring it to Pelopesi and then his attitude after that and he didn't want to see that. Um, and then obviously you saw him come out with the photos with Pelopesi after bars, yeah. like, <laughs> my like man, that. that sort of thing. And you're like, right, okay, yeah. We, it's definitely it's definitely something that's been discussed. I yep. think Moore is commanding a bit of respect. I, Granted, I am at the point where I am listening to managers and I'm like, I'm bored of this, you know, because of the situation, because they all come in and they they say the right words, but then it's a case of, is it going to follow through? But I think Darren Moore has been commanding the right kind of respect from the players. And I want to, I want to see that. It's good to see players taking the blame on themselves because it is on them. At the end of this, you can't go through that many managers and it not be something to do with the players. So it's good to see that there is, in their interviews, they are very much owning up to that because they can't... A couple of managers, you can kind of see it if it starts working with one, but we've been through so many changes as of staff and it's always been the players that have just not had the consistency. And you've got to look at the leaders in the group as well there and be like, right, well, they had to take some responsibility for it too. And You also look at some of the managers that come into it. We've not had a settled back four all season. No. And when you look at the likes of Moore and, not Moore, uh, Monk and Pulis, they like to have like a really solid back line. So sometimes it's not going to work in that sense, if you know what I mean. I think Dunkley might be the, the, the latest one to start getting annoyed at our fan base. Have you seen this this morning? Uh, yes, he's had a lot of, he's, to be fair, he's come back good as they got he given. Han- he handled it well, yeah, because he yeah. likes to talk to people on... Uh... Uh, on uh, Twitter, apart from when you DM in and ask him to come on a podcast, obviously, just saying, Shay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I don't think I don't think they'd be allowed to be honest. The current Wednesday, no, they're not allowed. It'd be it'd be uh, interesting. It, it, but too micromanaged. Oh, fair, but uh, it's he does talk to people that are tagged and things like that, and you 
it, some people were just talking about the Wigan deduction and liking mm. that to the Wednesdays. And also some people were trying to have a bit of a pop at him in general. And just, we we need to stop doing it to our players because it doesn't look good on the club, no. does it? It doesn't look good on us as a fan base. Also, on the Joff Windath thing, can people stop linking in with Ipswich? Him and Cook don't get on. Yeah. They had a massive public falling out to point that Joff Windath even put it on Twitter to a Wigan fan. I didn't get on with the manager. That's why I left. He's not going to go are, to Ipswich. Where are Ipswich at the minute? Uh, Let's have a quick look. They are 11th. So I'm sorry. They aren't looking like they're on that promotion push. So why would, even if we got relegated, he go to Ipswich? If he's getting on with Darren Moore. I know they've got like big money now, Ipswich and stuff. But big money. But it's I League keep, 1 still. But I keep hearing this whole thing. Oh, he's linked with going back to... Uh, working with Paul Cook. So it's like the reason he left Wigan was because of Paul Cook originally. Yeah. And even though Paul Cook since said that things happen in football and I don't hold anything against Josh, and they're still going to be there. If he can actually get on with someone like Darren Moore, and yeah. it seems to be like a, the signs of a good relationship starting there. Why would he, why would he not go on that tack? And it does seem that players are getting, it does seem like a player's manager, you know, that, mm. that kind of one that gets on with the players. And we need, we do need that because, uh, it's obvious if you are coming in and trying to rule with an iron fist you can, in this You can club, tell from the well. training pictures and videos they're bringing out that things seem a bit different yeah, uh, with how it is. And so it's good to see. And the other thing is Moore got allowed to bring his own backroom staff in, which that took Monk a year <laughs> to yeah. get what he wanted in. So, well, everybody but Monk got to do it. Have you noticed yeah. that? Everybody yes, I have. Ever, so. And while we're just on the subject of Monk, did you see comments this week? I do. We didn't actually put this in the document because you went and got a video I, out before I could yes, talk I to did. you about it. <laughs> so, yeah, you can go and check that out. However, thanks for that. That would have been a great breakout. I was thinking because I could see that I could see the, the thumbnail now. Gary Monk hates Sheffield Wednesday, eyes glaring, <laughs> that sort of thing. I was like, God damn it. Um, but, yeah, I did see there's been... Um, he basically called Sheffield Wednesday a mistake, didn't he? Yeah, in his career, much. taking it on. Not, he wasn't. I think a lot of people are going to take that as he was slating the club. He wasn't slating the club, so to speak. He's just. I think because... it's more. He knew it was a mistake to take that job because, in the interview, he says he kind of did it to put two fingers up at Birmingham. Yeah, to say he wasn't like done and stuff. I think he just took whatever job would come in, and we were happened to be the club that needed a manager. And he said that even though he could see things were wrong behind the scenes. Which He's is still, yeah, yeah, he could. And that's the thing. Every manager said that. I think, I do think though, we were, if you look at the managers we brought in, right, they were managers with something to prove at the top end of the championship. Darren yeah. Moore's not got that, yeah. right? So I think the one thing that Darren Moore brings that play people like Monk and Poulos wouldn't bring is humility. Mm. And I think at this level, he's... He's coming in and he wants a challenge, but he's not. I actually think this is possibly the best way to do it with a man like Chancery who obviously wants to get on with his managers and is not having to go up against egos because Darren Moore doesn't strike me as a man with an ego for this level because he's never, obviously he's never been, he's never managed in the Prem. A lot of the managers we've had recently have managed in the Prem and they've still got that sort of thing that like they're doing the club a favour mm. by being the manager, even if they're terrible, you know? Yeah. So I think that is a very big thing from Gary Monk. 
because well, it, there would have been that that sort of vibe around it of well, I'm coming in and I'm actually a good pedigree for the club where it's at currently, and that's why he sees with problems there he calls it a mistake. Whereas Darren Moore's not got that; he's got something to prove. And I think if COVID didn't happen, he probably would have walked at the end of that season. Maybe. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know fully because, well, it, they, they did collapse. But, well, mm. actually, no, if you think about it, yeah, you, you're probably bang on, actually, with the, uh, with the way the financial fair play thing came in. It's just, it's just been such a mess. And there's been no transparency in, in a lot of regards in re- results. We hear the same things from these these trust meetings when they come yeah. out and things. I know they've just appointed a board there and stuff. And um, I saw a lot of people. I don't really know where to stand on it because I've not seen anything of substantial thing come out of it yet. I no. really want to. I really want to see that we start getting some notes so when we're on the podcast, we can talk about it in depth. But at the minute, a it's lot the same, of people... It, it's the same stuff we've said over and over again. Yeah. And a lot of people are just saying it's a box-taking exercise for the club to yeah. say that they're doing something. And uh I do see that side of it, but I also see the fact that it's also some fans trying to make something happen. So if they can push to a point where they can make something happen, oh, then I'm it. all for it, obviously. You know, that'd be brilliant. I'm, I'm all about fans getting more representation. And uh, it's, just the, it's just a telltale sign. The reason we bring this up is because obviously Monk's come out and said all of that, and we just don't, we don't truly know what's going on. The, the manager turnover, there's still a lot of worrying things about the club, but... I Communication wanna... from our club is poor, and it needs yeah, and to be we better. find ourselves saying and that we so don't, much, we don't we? We don't want to have like the complete running and in. We don't want to know how much the tea lady makes. We don't want to know how much the gas and electric. Is. We just want to know what the state of play is. You don't, don't want to know it, everything. To, it's not like you don't have to. You don't have to put the club at a disadvantage when we yeah. ask about some some sort of behind the curtain details. We're not asking for you to give us exact transfer budgets. We're not asking you to give us exact this, exact that. Because if I'm honest, we can tell what you're paying the players when we look at the accounts. We already did that, you know? So <laughs> yeah. if we want to find if we want to find the stuff out, we can work that stuff out ourselves. So you're not... Re- I know you're trying to protect the club going... But we need to know what situations we're going to be in in certain... Mm. Especially with club... I'm so glad I didn't get one of those five-year season tickets because I'd be so tied up in it now. And Yeah. There's so paying. many people that are selling them off. Yeah. And who's going to want to buy them in this, you know? Mm. It's uh oh I'll tell you what though. I'll tell you what though, uh I mean the boxers will still be absolutely expensive, but can you imagine if like we went to League One and it decided to lower the boxes and we did the podcast from a box? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> We'd never be able to afford this unless you all become all all like nearly three thousand of you become members at like the at least the five pound or the the, the 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 top tier come members at the top tier and then we'll talk about bringing you the podcast from an executive yeah. box um but i don't think that's gonna happen um mm. but yeah i am positive under what darren moore's got so Same. far we'll see we'll see what happens and i am sure in about 20 episodes time we'll be talking about the next manager i'll be going it just didn't work out for darren moore and these <laughs> players you know that's the way it's going but he's on a win at the minute we're going to try and not dwell on anything other than that Yep. Uh, a quick one on another, well, two quick fire topics pretty much here. Yep. You've put people are changing their mind on Joey. Yes, on YouTube they are. He did a really good interview. Uh, the interview is as follows. In our, quote, Joey Pelopesa here, in our situation, we are still in the red zone, so we need positive vibes and positive people. And if everyone is positive and helping each other, I really believe in that. And I also believe in 
in that when you are on top, but also at the bottom. This is interesting reading. Yeah. So that is what I try to bring every day. And I think the lads can appreciate that. So I'll keep going. So I put underneath this, will people stop crying about him now? Um, because... And to that, no! <laughs> because you when you put, people are changing their mind on Joey. I was like, right, let me go and have a look at all the threads for this, yeah. right? And I'm not going to pull up tweets and things like that. Or so, But there is still people that usually shut me down, right? I'll, answer the, I'll ask them. They'll go, he's a terrible player. We need to get players like this out of the club. And I'll go, how much of Wednesday have you watched this season? And the occasionally I'll get one back going every match. He's crap. And they usually use more harsh language there. And I'm like, right, but how, please tell me how, right? And I'm not going to go into a massive defense thing here, but I'm like, can you not see the improvement there? Can you not see what he's, because it's not like he's just improved into a player where he's like, I'm praising him because he's really trying hard. I'm praising him because he's actually improved into one of the best players in the squad currently. And one of the only players that's got the desire there. You know, when times have been a bit crap. And I did see something where they said he just can't pass it. I think somebody replied to us on Twitter today and said um, he can't pass a ball five yards and stuff like that. I used to see that side of Joey Pelopesi, yeah. but please, seriously, watch his technical play lately. I do like that a lot of fans are seeing this now and they're seeing it and they're willing to give him a chance. But we need to stop this in general with players, right? We need to stop writing them off before... Yeah, exactly. While Joey Pelopesi is a Sheffield Wednesday player, especially when he's playing better than he ever has before, just just lay off. And he see, yeah. he's, I think if he was on social media properly, this would have he would have been not the positive person he comes across. He's in a this smart interview. player by not doing social media, though. <laughs> no, definitely, because he's he's the scapegoat of this club at the minute without actually being the one that deserves it in fairness but yeah mm. i'm not gonna go i went a bit no. off on this one last week uh, a lot of people seem to like that actually which was uh, <laughs> i wasn't expecting that because a lot of people are like what's joey Popes? but a lot of people do seem to have especially in our community have seen to see yeah. the side especially if you watch the streams where we talk about the football every week because uh, obviously i do stream the matches and i do end up actually saying a lot of praise for joey pelopesi now because he's become He's become a footballer that's well suited to this level and would be an absolute beast in League One if we could do some sort of deal and he keeps on this current form. And I don't think it's just performing for a contract. I think it's a case of it's taking him some time to adapt mm. to the game and be backed by Matt. He, see, he seems like a lad who likes Glad. Jesus Christ, Jake. Um, he seems like a player that really does like to play football. He seems happy. And I think when you've got a player like that in your squad, he seemed, he, he seemed happy to sign a contract last season. He might mm -hmm. be happy to sign a contract next season. He just seems like a player that just keeps going and rarely gets injured. Yeah, now that's the good thing about him, watching him mm. do his cruciate now. But Okay, yeah, so uh, last little one before we get into your community topics. We've got six community topics this week. That's the really awesome thing and a really, uh, a really great input from you guys. We're going to go... Jake's going to lead this one, so yep. just a little thing about some feel-good here. Yeah, so most Sheffield Wednesday fans know the young Wednesday are Shea O'Grady, and the 10-year-old keep delivering the goods. This time, with a little help from our skipper, Barry Bannon, young Shea has raised over 36000 for Bluewood Children's Hospice in recent years and hit his latest 10000 target this week after Bannon made the sizable donation to the cause. It's just at bedtime, he was just about to go to sleep, Jason told the star. 
My partner Chloe donated £100 and methoded her to say thank you. Then the phone pinged it with Barry. £670. Hit the 10000 target. There were tears, not crying, but happy tears that he was up again, went downstairs, smashed six custard creams and had a glass of milk. Shade triathlon, yeah. Shade triathlon, <laughs> which has also received 10,000 donation from Chancery in 2019, had done all sorts to raise money for Bluewood since starting out raising money for a young cousin, Evie Mayo Grady Aquick. I think that's it. I like this, and this shows well, you. Well, was from the was that from the star, Jay? Just so yeah, that was. So, yeah, it's worth. Yep. I like this because it shows you a player who's happy where he is at a club, but it also shows you that footballers are not the money grabbing people that people also. They've got hearts, they've got families, and anyone that's seen what Shay's done, Rhodes had a Shay badge on uh, in his interview for Barnsley. Yeah, he's like done that. a lot of work. There's a bit this side of the club is the side of the club people don't see and the players don't get the credit for it. And Barry Bannon wouldn't have wanted this to go public like this. He would just wanted it to stay private. It is what it is. It's not a kind of look at me, I'm helping. It's like, this is for a good cause. And I think the more stuff players do in the community without needing a puff on the club, say, you need to go take a photo up here, it can only be better. You know what I mean? In the yeah, one no. thing, the club at the minute is the lack of engagement. We need we need, we need leaders it. on and off the pitch in that regard. Yeah. We need people that are just being human beings, and it's nice to see that players can be human beings, especially with all this 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 lad doing the um, doing what what he does and the great work he does. There. More than it's I ever could. <laughs> it's great to see the uh, the club supporting. Uh, the players supporting that as well, and it should it should be. You know, someone's going out of the way to do something for a great cause. Well done, basically. Yeah, that's that's what much. we wanted to say. A little bit of a feel-good story in there for that one. And keep up the amazing work, Shay. Right. So, community-led topics now. So, the community-led, because we've taken them and we've expanded them in a lot of ways. Some are just purely from that. This first one, we have become that channel now, right? Okay, so... <laughs> This is the first, believe it or not, I can't believe I've not done this on my channel, right? And the you first time I'm going to do it. You don't actually do one of these at all? No, and the first I time I'm going to do this. I thought you would have done this for Pokemon or something. No, I'm not, I've never done it with, uh, with anything on this channel, ever. So the fact is, you're, you're now featuring in my first ever tier list, Jake. Yeah, right. Fair so enough. We are doing, S. Billard wrote in to us, YouTube sub. They're all from the community tab today. Subscribe if you want to get your topics in for the podcast. What is your favourite Wednesday shirt? So we thought, oh, we could just say this. Or we could go through a big majority of the Sheffield Wednesday shirts throughout history and tier them. Mm. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to rank Sheffield Wednesday shirts today. And uh, just give us a moment while we set all of that up. Okay, so we have kits ranging from 1867. Yep, all the way up to the latest kit amongst this. It's going to be a long one. Strap yourselves in. We try not to talk about it too much. We're going to go in chronological order. And we have got a tier list here, as you can see. This goes all the way from S, which is like the the S rank is the supreme rank, well above the cream of the crop. And then it goes A, B, C, D, E, F. So A is, I love this kit, obviously yep. underneath S, but it's not like legendary tier. 
B is it's a good kit. C is it's a decent kit. It's a yep. it's it's a kit that I I kind of like. D is it's an okay kit. It's you know it'll it'll pass. E is this is a bad kit. Yep, not a fan of this one. And F is oh my god, put that kit what in the, the bin. Hell? Yeah, done. Also you know? remember this is what our opinions of it. So don't. Well, ob- ob- obviously, like if you're gonna start crying over this and you've got a thing, don't do it. There's a yeah. All kits will mean something different to you because of the time period. There's there's a few years between me and Jake, so some kits will mean different things to me and Jake, and that'll be a good discussion on this one as well. One of the kits that we got, actually. <laughs> right, that's going to be a laugh. If you didn't see that, Jake just brought a massive pile of kits, so when we go through this, I could that, get two. That's just half. Right, you've got more Wednesday kits than me. I think I've got about... I've got about 10 overall, uh, but I've only got two to hand and and that I can dig out quickly because I think my others are in. I've got a couple more in that room and then the rest I think I've put away. So, so yeah, we'll go through. If we've got one of those on the list, we'll definitely have to get Jake to pull one up and tell us what we think about it. So let's start with 1867. Now, 1867, we use this for a long time, by the way. We don't actually have a picture of it. I couldn't find an exact picture of it, but it was the... Actually, no, the 1867 one was... Um, we used this for a little while. It's the hoop style. Yeah. So it's when Wednesday were in hoops. You don't usually see this now. We've never gone back to it. We've tried different things with pinstripes down the ears, things like that. Wednesday were the Wednesday at this point, and that yeah. is the hoops. What do you think to start us off? Um, the thing is... Personally, because I'm used to Wednesday growing up with stripes going that way vertically, it looks weird, but it's the kit that started the club. Yeah, I know. So and that's why I feel like we can't be too up. harsh on it. you got to look at that side of it as well. But I hate it. I hate Wednesday in mm. hoops. It's not for me. It doesn't look good. But so I, in the t- terms of us as a club, it's what started us. Yeah. So for that reason, I feel I have to put, I, I would put it, and we can disagree and we can try and find an average on here if you disagree, but I'd put it in D because it's a, it's yeah. an okay kit, right? It'll yeah. do, you know? It just about passes the line because it's Wednesday history. So 1867, straight in D. Okay, next up, we, are, we aren't doing the exact, we're not going to do all the kits, but we are going to go no. for this. This one was 1974 to 78. Now, this is a very simplistic Wednesday design, another one that I couldn't really get um, a photo for. I'm sure you guys have probably got these, um, but this is from an art. It's from this same sort of, if some of you have got this mug, the one with the kits on, it's from that sort of style. So this one is a traditional Wednesday, what you would call a traditional Wednesday kit. It's just blue and white stripes and an owl. A lot of, I'm sure a lot of the viewers watching this will resonate with this style of Wednesday kit. There's been a lot of retro people trying to re- recreate this kit. I've actually got a, um, I think I've got this. I say I couldn't find a picture. I think I've got this. Because, I think I got it at a relative's house. Because I, um, there was one time where, I don't know if it's this exact one, but it was very much the era. And I, I got a retro Wednesday shirt that was mm. pretty much near brand new. And, and someone gifted me and went, I was like, that is cool. I love that. Um, mm. 
so I've kind of kept it fairly mint. I should have dug it out for this episode, but yeah. Where do you sit on that one? It's, it's the classic what I know when the shirt to be. So for me, it's an A. And it's the simplicity, it's the simplicity. So it's not, wow. it's not, a, it's not an S tier. It's not like <sighs> this is the one of the best kits we've ever had. This is a, this is a really, really good kit. I love this kit. That's the thing. The next kit we talk about is that for me, but okay. it's up there. Let me think about this then. Yeah, I, I, th- I, th- I, I think I agree with that. I think the 1974 one that is an A tier kit. So we'll wipe yeah. that in A tier. So next up, we've got the 78 to 82 kit. Now, you can talk if you've just said that this is B or S tier. This, give me this some is my S kit. It's very iconic. It's simple. But this is the when they I got told about by grandparents and stuff. If you're an audio where, listener, by the way, I realise this might not be very helpful yeah. at the start of this podcast. Uh, we're going to try and audio describe the shirts as well. So please so, do. It's the simple blue and white kit with the Island Corner, but this is the first season where you have like the uh, maker kit on. And it's what you see the traditional kit. It had the nice little V, v in the middle, which is nice. I believe it had a collar. It looks like it got a bit of collar. Yeah, but I, collar. Did, I did like the kit. It's the one of the ones I do remember quite well. Is it that? Is it that? What's the what's the, the maker of this one? Is it the, oh, uh, hang on. It's the Booker one, isn't it? Booker, yeah. Yeah. Um, a really solid kit. It's got stripes down the arms as well. The big mm. important thing is for a lot of Wednesday fans, this has got the, the blue stripe is down the middle. In the middle, yeah. From the collar as well. The collar goes into it. And this was common throughout 78 to 82 as the home shirt. We did used to keep shirts for quite a while and just change the sponsor. Um, Wasn't it nice when that happened? I didn't have to Yeah, not so common anymore. Season. I mean, because one of the shirts I've got next to me down here, that's a couple of years old, but if it went off that logic, it'd still be the same one with just a different sponsor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. We might change these as we go on. I think we have to move something about. But I think if you're looking, I I do think it shows its age. Mm. But purely because of what a Wednesday kit is and how you should base. Uh, mm. It's you see, it. it's A for me, but it's S for you, right? Yes. Why do you put it on the middle of the line of each? Well, no, because I would I. Mm. Yeah, all right. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna have to make a decision. We'll we'll come back to it because it's the one where we don't know whether to put in A or S. Yeah, we'll come back to it, and we'll go to 1983. And the away kit also. Oh, it's Bukta, isn't it? Not Bukta. Yeah, Bukta. Uh, this yellow number from 1983. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of yellow kits. I don't like yellow kits. And there's a few in this. But uh, it's probably one of our better yellow kits. Yeah. But uh, I just... Not for me. No, I don't, I don't like yellow kits. For me, that's uh, that's E for me. Yep. Different detail. E. Yep. 1983 gets an E. 1984. Umbro with a... MHS sponsor on it here. I think the sponsor actually had. We are, we are, do try and keep the sponsors on where we can. This is one of the first big now pictures got, of it. Now, for me, this has got the classic owl with the black. Yeah, the black and, and gold. This, around is, this, it. Is, this is the classic owl I remember growing up with. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it's up there as a B, maybe A kit. Uh, for, me, no, for me, this is an S kit. Oh, go for so it. So, this is where it sits. It's where it's where if you feel like I. 
I genuinely, I love the way the blues work. It's got the mm. proper blue. It, the texture looks great. It looks different. It's for me that is an owl. That is a Wednesday kit. Yeah, that is yeah, what definitely. Wednesday are. The sponsor on it for me as well works because it's all white with a nice standout. Yeah, and obviously the the classic owl on there with the black and the gold around it. For me, that is an S tier. No, kit. put it in. Put it in it S. S tier. Yeah. Nice one. Okay, and then we jump into 1985. Uh, we've got a nice number. It's 1985. I've put all six. I didn't know the mm. exact one here. You might be able to help me out exactly. It's a similar sort of owl, but it's the one where they didn't have the black backing for the owl. So it's uh, still the gold around it, but it's got the blue backing. It's made by Umbro again. It's a similar shirt. They're very similar, I, aren't they? Yeah. But I hate the sponsor. And I also, I think that if I look at the... Um, 1984 one again. It's embossed. It yeah, it seems like there's a little bit more, a bit more yellow to it. Mm. And I don't, I don't like this one as much. I still think it's a solid shirt. I'd, I'd, I'd put this, it's a good shirt. The, the sponsor lets it down for me. It's, it's a I think it's, top. I think it's better than that. Cause I, I think we can't be too, cause trust me, I know what we've got coming up and there's definitely mm. some DCs. Oh, yeah. I think it's a B. I think this, this shirt here, <laughs> Would you be happy putting this in B? Yeah, go for it. Because for me, it's the sponsor. Because I think without the, without the sponsor, if that was a, a no-sponsored shirt, you could pe potentially say it for upper B, A. But for me, that falls in B. So we'll whack that in B for now. Now, this next one is 986-87. For me, this is a supreme kit. This is an S. Yes, I like the kit. You're on about, right, well, let's just say I've for the audience. I've always liked the kit. I've oh, always liked God. the silver kit. It's a Finlux kit, right? They're the sponsor. It's an Umbro kit. It's a silver number with like white and purple lines going diagonally down it. Mm, I do like so this kit. So if you are a gentleman done. of the larger proportion, you're going to look like an egg in this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even thought of it like that. Just saying, because it will the, the lines will nicely, uh, they will not flatter you. Yeah. Where's I you, hate then? this. Do you hate it? <laughs> Flip a coin for this one, then. Well, I think if you think it's in S, I'd put it in E. Middle ground so I C? Think, I think it has to go in C, doesn't it? Yeah. Because if we are... That's the great thing about this. If we are so far apart on it, and I've got to say, it's because I don't mind the sponsor on it. I like the way it is. I just hate it, the it, pattern. It, 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 the lines. Yeah, it's the lines. It, it is the lines, because I quite like the purple pop. Yeah, but why did you have to do the lines like that? It just, mm. for me, now for me, it's horrible. So I would put it like EF, you're putting it in S because yep. you love it. Yep. So that's where the, uh, the compromise comes and it goes in C. Next up, we're going to 1987-88 with um, the kit. This, this interesting kit that didn't get too much popularity at the time either. It's a pinstripe kit, and mm. it's the white lines are bigger than the blue lines. And if you know Wednesday folklore, that doesn't go down very well. It's still got Ooh. the Finlux sponsor on it. It's, the Outbaz looks okay, but it's not brilliant. It always looks better an, when it it's has a black. It's a different kit for Wednesday, mm. but for me, I don't like pinstripes. Nope, and not at all. There's too much white on this kit for it to be a Wednesday kit. It's it would have potentially been a decent like. 
uh, well, it Bear was a one-off kit because everybody hated it. Mm. But uh, I think this, I don't think it's awful. So I don't think it's E or F. I think this is a D kit. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it's... it can pass. Yeah, yeah, it's not completely. I think it's because I'm so used to seeing a Wenty kit with the solid blue and white. When it goes to pink, yeah. that, I just don't like it. If I'd if I'd seen it, if I thought that's a one-off kit, also thought, I'm not a big oh, fan how they've done the sponsorship either. No, they've kind of they've kind of done it there. I think I think it's a passable kit though, and I think a passable yeah. kit falls in D. 1980. Oh, it's the eight. It's the late 80s. What is this? Please tell me <laughs> what this is. We have got. And awake it here for our audio listeners again. VT Plastics across the front of it. It looks like a Celtic kit. It does. It got it's, purple. Is it purple or blue? It's blue. So it's green. It's mainly green, but it's got thick white stripes down it with a with an outline of blue on the bottom. So it's a thick white mm. stripe, then a, bl- a very thin blue stripe, and then a chunk of green until the next white and blue stripe. Also, and it's the got a colour on it. The sponsorship is not central. No, it's all. not. It's, not it's really that. like gone. Down. So the, it's the time of sponsorships where they put a big load of like just print on it, and it yep. just says VT Plastics, and it's a red and blue sponsor, and a red sponsor's never gone down well either. Oh no. Um, I hate this. This is F tier for me. Yeah, it I looks, don't like it either. It looks like a bargain bin shirt. If you look at the collar, it's minging. Nineteen eighty-eight awake it. F tier. F you go. Disgusting. Now we get to the late 90s. I've gone for the Ooh. 1989 to 91 shirt. And this, I've gone for the one that we're showing you. We've gone for the cup final shirt because that's where most people are recognized from it. Yep. This didn't have a sponsor for certain parts and it also had difference, but, and it didn't have the big Asda on it because Asda it, only sponsored the cup final. A little bit of history for it, you. There, it changed, didn't it? it yeah. It was the one way it had different stuff. But I, I've always uh, liked it. Uh, yeah. Also, if you look at the actual patterning on it, it's very similar to the years. Yeah, we've th- we've thrown it back, and a lot of people didn't didn't see that. So yeah, as as oh, wow. Punk pulls up this season's kit now, yeah, we've uh, we've gone back to it a little bit. I think this Dick was a solid kit. It this was the, a solid kit. It was I don't... a classic owl in the yeah. right position as well. That's the other thing. Our badges have sometimes not been in the right position. No, I think a lot of people will be screaming, "This is God tier. This will yeah. be S tier." Um, I, I um, I'm wary of the the collar a little bit. I think the collar, especially on this one, that you can see it's had a bit of age. It doesn't age well. This shirt as well. Wasn't it? Um, what the year we went for? What the year we went for Cantona? It wasn't ninety one, was it? Well, it was the It was the. It was the year we won the cup final. Was yeah, it not? But, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. gonna say I've not got one more Wednesday history wrong in a second on the podcast. So. I would put this in A. Would you have any arguments for any other tiers, Jake? No, I'd have that as A. It's up, it's up there. Um, I know a lot of people for what that kit was and the we'll association would put it in S. Put it yeah. S. Yeah. Because of the players we've seen wearing it as yeah. well. But for me, still before my time, but I still think it's an amazing kit, goes in A. And now we go to 1990-92, the Mr. Tom yellow and light blue awake it with a bright, big nice Mr. Tom in red letters sponsor on it. Yes, it was 91 when Cantona went to us. The Fair famous, so will have also the, played in this the, awake it. The, fa- the famous Trevor Francis, he can't do it on grass. 
So it'll have also played in this away kit. What do you think about this away kit, Jake? It glarish. Um, it looks like you should give it to someone who's working on a building site to see what they're doing. <laughs> You're like a high, high viz. viz. It's a bit high viz, yeah. It's gone for I, that style as well. What would you call that style in the uh, in the texture? I don't know what the fashion uh, style. I'm not a. It just looks like they put a load. It just looks like they put a load of diamonds on and hoped it worked. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I guess it's kind of. It looks velvet from a distance. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm not a. I'm not a big f- fan of this one, but I think it's if if you look at some of the yellow kits we've had, I don't think it's the worst. No. So, I think. But it's, it's also prob- not the best. It's probably like a C or an E. I, it's, it's, well, if you're saying it's a C or an E, I think we'll put it in D then. So it's okay. Go on. Yeah. You know, it's it's nothing. Sp- nothing special but it'd be acceptable i guess what we got in e so far yeah we've got the other yellow one in e i think this is slightly better than that one because they tried to do something different but it's still not still not amazing then we go to another yellow kit in 9293 which is when sanderson started sponsoring us and this has got uh they've got the you've got the classic premier this league is badges class- this is you know? a classic shirt this is like yeah yeah S- so this is pinstriped again, but not thin pinstripe. It's got stripes, and then the actual pinstripes are black. So it's again, a yellow shirt the, pat- with- the pattern in the blue is a bit of a throwback to what we've got now. Yeah, exactly. They're doing that thing inside. Where well, you're looking at the wrong. I'm looking at the away shirt. The Which away shirt, the yellow one. Oh, you're looking at the yellow one. I thought you were looking at the thing. Yeah, one. you're looking at the home one. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, I the actually like Sanderson away shirt. You like this one? Mm. Out of all yellow- our yellow kits. Big yellow owl on it. So the badge has got um it's a it's the first time I've seen us actually do a shield in this. So we've got a shield with a white owl in it. It's an Umbro kit again. It's a Sanderson one. The Sanderson sponsor looks a bit okay. <laughs> I think this is an A kit because the Sanderson sponsor ruins it for me. And I think it's the only yellow kit I'd ever put that high up, but I yeah. really like this kit. Yeah. The way it stands out. I don't usually like yellow for us, but I just think this is unique and it was a good kit. Yeah, me, I agree with that. That is a solid away kit. It's an, it's an, it's an A kit. And then we're going to go for the home one, which is the one you were looking at before. The Sanderson home kit, Premier League badges again. The actual uh, owl was on the white. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. In this. So the, it was a little bit close in. The Umbro sign was a little bit close. It all looks a little bit compact mm. from what I can see on this one, unless they just stitched it wrong in the shop on this one. But to the classic I think, kit, though. I, I think, yeah, it's a good one. It's a, uh, but it's a, for me, it's a B because I think we've got better home kits, especially even in this style. Yeah. But um, I think a lot of people, this will be an A for the players and, and the God tier because of the players that were in it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will be, but for me, the home version for 92, 93 yeah. is a B tier, so we'll put it in that. 93, 94, <laughs> Sanderson again, and we have got the black and very thin yellow pinstriped Puma kit with the this black is, owl and gold I'd be interested to see what you're with this one. Because Go on then, because I assume this is still I've before al- my time, but you will have I've had al- this, I I've always wanted... This is a kit that I keep trying to get. Because I've always loved it. Uh, it's up there. It's God kit for me. It's SS kit kind of thing. I like this one. It's the one time where pinstripes on a Wednesday shirt actually worked mm. for me. I did like this. And we went to Puma at this point on kits as well. 
So this is when we were going through our Puma Deja kits. And I just loved the kit. It was iconic. Everything worked well. The Sanderson logo's in the middle of a pinstripe. Yeah, you know I mean, it just, it looked like a classic kit. You see, yeah, I, it doesn't have the same sort of vibe with me but as that. But if we pulled this out as an away kit now, I'd be like, yes. The sponsor lines up really nice. It's a, it's not got the huge disgusting white back into it. It's where you started individually sticking on the sponsor. It's got the black. It's got the black and gold owl. It's the nice Puma logo. It's all centralized. The pinstripes are great. The material looks great. It's got a it's got a jet black collar, even though the rest of it's not jet black, which yeah. I like. It's also got jet black cuffs if you've got the long sleeve version. Do you know what? I can't disagree. I would I would potentially say this is an A, but I don't disagree to the extent where I wouldn't put this in S. So that yeah. one goes in S for me too. Right, now this kit, I want this kit because it's obviously, uh, we're looking at birth kits and things like that. This kit, I've got the away kit from this period, but 95 to 97, right? I want this kit. It's not a nice kit, I don't think. But I no, want this not. kit for for different reasons. So it's where we where we went back to the. I don't think we went back to the owl. I don't think we ever had that owl. But we went to a different owl for a little while, yeah. right? And it was Sanderson again. This kit's very weird. It's like a it's like a patchwork kit. It's like it's yeah. blue and white, but you've got your white end of sleeve, and then you've got like a chunk of blue with a thin white line, and then I in remember the middle, having the kit. Yeah, it's Puma again. You've got a huge chunk of white in the middle and then it does the same on the other side. But in the in the white in the middle, you've got like a tr slightly transparent, you've turned the opacity down a little bit on the SW, just SWFC behind it all. That and always looked weird. Yeah. I never and got why you needed to double brand it. People never yeah, just feel when I've, Yeah, I've just realized they've embroidered it as well. So you've yeah. got the badge on one side and on the other, and you've got Puma in the middle with Sanderson underneath it. On the other side, you've got SWFC in gold embroidery. This is this is not a good kit. No. It's no. it's a uh, if you go in by home kit, that's an E for me. Yeah. Because it's just all over the place. It's got no structure. It's yeah, it's it's like they said, hey, intern, design of the kit. And that's what he came up with. Yeah. That's an e, e kit for me. Yeah. We'll put that in there. Same era. We've got the away kit from 95 to 97. It's a Green Sanderson one. You might have seen this one before. I would recommend definitely, if you're listening to this on the podcast, skip forward a little bit if you don't want the audio description, if it's annoying you. We've got loads of other topics, but go to the video version as where we'll be showing yeah. you these shirts as well in the tier list as we bring it up. So the Sanderson kit, again, I have got, I had this kit. Yeah. Right? Uh, I've still possibly got it. So I hope I've got it somewhere and I haven't got rid of it. I think I think my mum was going to get rid of it ages ago, like ages ago when I was a kid. And then you and put your like, foot down and went, no, that's Well, no, kid. because I think I, I was... Uh, I realized that I was just being temporary minded. I didn't realize. I'm glad now I realized the era it's from. I should definitely keep hold of this because it was old when I got it. It's yeah. got the Puma on the right. It's not a great kit. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's a great kit. It's got, it's like a, oh, what color green is that? It's like a, mm. it's like a, I'm not a know. color expert, right? It's, it's like an emerald green ish. Yeah. Really, really. Wasn't this shady also emerald. in between this season we had an orange away kit as well? 
Yeah, there's some kits I've left out. I've just picked because there were so many kits that we rotated yeah. with third kits and everything. I just went for this one um, because of the relevance to myself on this one. But mm. it's got like tribal patterning across it <laughs> in stripes, two big stripes that go across the chest and then the arms. It's got like it was when you started seeing those, you know, little um, thick but thin streamlined lines down yes. football shirts in certain parts, like around the arms and across the chest and things yeah. like that. And you'd actually feel them and you could feel, you know, there was texture inside of them. And it was when you started like having bumpy bits on your football mm. shirts. It's when P- Puma started to go through a phase of doing that. And this Sanderson shirt was one of the, the first ones, but I don't think it's a good shirt. I think it's, I actually probably think it's also an E. It's minging. Yeah. It's not it's, nice. It's minging. It's not the worst we've ever had, but it's minging. Okay, and then we're going to go to 96, 97. This is a Sanderson one with um, a bit more of a traditional Wednesday kit, but quite modern. Puma like to do that. So it's the first sign of the Sheffield Wednesday badge that was with we us from the, the sort of mid-90s all the way up all... until Chancery. Yeah. So the shield with the traditional uh, Wednesday badge, the owl, for just, me, this is the kit that I think everyone always relates to Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, the Sanderson, the, it's got Sanderson yeah. on it. It's got it's got the it's it's one without an actual collar. It's when we started going collarless. You know, we've got a uh, just a, a a round sort of circle neck shirt, black circle neck as well, not blue, so it stands out for the rest of the stripes. Yeah. The blue stripes in the middle. We're we're looking at the long sleeve version here. It's just got Puma, the Puma. The Puma the, rather than Puma. The badge, Puma the badge is in it. the middle of the line where it's meant to be. Yeah. yeah but I still solid. don't think, for this style, I still don't think this is up there for me. Where would you put it? <sighs> it's a B. It is a, thank God you said that. Because I was going to say it's a B. I still don't it think is, it's one of it our best, an but it's a very nice kit. It is an iconic kit for most because when we were in the Premiership and the certain players you can remember being in it. But it's a B kit for me. It is. I agree. And then we're going to get to, we've just had a bit of a laugh before <laughs> this about Chupa Chups. Uh, oh. We are now in 2000 to 2001. Puma still. bigger. The thicker stripes on this one, but it's our Chupa yep. Chups branding. There's like yellow around the collars. And do you know what I was talking about? Those little thin, sort of streamlined, thick yellow, thin but thick yellow lines. They're yellow on this one. They've got yep. um, the ones with texture in them. There's a black collar on it. I'll get this is more you. Right. I did I did I didn't have this kit. It's one of the ones I didn't get because it was just before I started going to matches. I, I think I I borrowed I this one one match though. I think I think for the life of me, I think I accidentally got rid of the kit when I was young and I wish I didn't. Because it's like so it? hard to I do like it, uh just because I like the idea of the branding in the middle, the branding in the middle for me with Chubba Chup, with Jawado kit, you were like, why are we sponsored by a lolly? Yeah. It was like one of those things, what's that got to do with football? <laughs> and it, it Nationwide it was, sponsors on the arms there as well. Yeah, it's it wouldn't be up there as a it's a C kit in terms of how it is, if you know what I mean. But in your I'm, memory you'd put it higher, possibly. Yeah, yeah I think I think Not we'll a bad time the, in the club. We'll go for the C. Um because I, I do. I agree. It's a C one, and then we'll go to the third. I picked a third kit. We don't what pick third the... kits. We've also avoided goalkeeper kits because there's some monstrosities. We might do a different tier list of all the goalkeeper kits because oh, there's I'll been some good ones. So 
2001 to 2003, the third kit is the Diodora. Diodora Chupa Chups one. In like what is what that? Genuinely looks like velvet again. It's you know minging. what it looks like. It looks like someone's done this for Eurovision. Yeah, you know, like it's like Iceland. I, right, I can't say I don't like out there shirts. You've seen me on I this do. podcast. I like out there shirts. Yeah, I like out there clothing. This looks like you have literally you've just put on your sequin dress to go on stage. It's <laughs> it's it's minging. It looks like if you wore it, you'd be sticky in it. It's mm. it doesn't look comfy. I don't like this one. I think it's one of the worst kits we've ever made. Yes. And for me, that's an F. Yeah. 2003, 2004. Now, this one I did have. I don't know where it is, but that's what always happens to the sponsor, isn't it? Mine did yeah. that as well. No matter how much you look after it. Right, so Punk's currently holding up the Napoleon's Casino, Diodora, 2003 to 2004 kit. One of my first, I think it was my first home kit. Not my first Wednesday kit, but my first home kit. I got this after my first kit. This was my second kit. And it's the Napoleon's Casino one with the, like, Yet again, the, the sort of soft material that's behind yeah. the sponsor. And it always discolours. It discoloured after always, like two years. Always discolours and always goes all like crinkly. And the and the what the big uproar at this time was like, why is the what because I would this be my first home kit? The white stripe was in the middle for me for my mm. first ever home kit for Wednesday, which is obviously controversial because we were like, it's the blue stripe in the middle. For the badge me, isn't centered, which dove my head in. Mm. Matters like because that just no, like, yeah, it angers me. Easy. This is the thing for me because I've got so much sentimental attachment to mm. this kit, and I this would is the put kit it... for a lot of people your age where they got into went away, so get promoted. Yeah, it's a promotion kit, and I always had things promoting kits always go high up for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we thing. used it, yeah we used it for I think we used it for a couple of seasons as well, didn't yeah. we? Actually, yeah. Um. I would put it in a B because sentimental attachment. But if we're tra- we're trying to do it from a kit perspective as well, I want to put it in a B. Where would you want to put it yourself? Because obviously, different era Sheffield Wednesday. It's a B in terms of sentimental, but it's actually a C. Right. To a B. Okay. Just because I actually think if I look at the kit without the sentimentality in it, it's a D kit. Mm, yeah, because of the, can, the way it's off center. So yeah. I'll put it in. I'll put it because we've I both got some attachment to it, and I think a lot of Wednesday fans will. We are bringing it into the sea, so it's going into the sea there. Now this was my first Wednesday kit. Now, the two thousand and four, two thousand and five away kit, right? The, I, the my gray. first kit was an away kit because, um, my actual first bought Wednesday kit for me was this Wednesday kit, the silver. Napoleon's Casino one that had the yeah. lines down it, black ones. It was it was that material. It was kind of like it was a warm material if you wore it. It had oh, like the God, heat up to you. Yeah, yeah, it did. It had the heat <laughs> patches on the arm. Yes. Um, as you can see, slowly, slowly in this photo, it's kind of crumpled. Diodora again, classic Wednesday badge. This kit means a lot to me because it's my first ever Wednesday kit, but it's not one of our best. No. <sighs> BC-ish? No, it's not that good. It's not. I'm going on we... sentimental value. That's the problem. Well, I, I would put it in BC. I put it in C because it's my favourite kit. But if you D-E. look at that kit, D-E. you put it in D. So that's why I think we compromise and we put it in D. Yeah. Because it's not... This is my first kit. My first kit was never going to drop 
into like E, but I no. can settle for it being in D because it's not the best, yeah. but it meant a lot to me. Now, I did also have this kit, and you might have you got this one behind you, the 2005 I had Plus this kit. kit. It's just not in my possession. I don't know why it's This got. might as well have been like uh, Fat Man's Throw, right? Because these were always <laughs> huge, and the huge yeah. you got them, the actual like... <laughs> The, it's the old Deodora thick stripe plus net one where there's just With this the, huge thick stripe of blue down put, the middle. And it's where we put the Wednesday badge in the middle, the sponsorship. Yeah. With, it, every, it was just like, we're going to shove it all central. Yep. And, and you've also it, got you've also got two massive white stripes, so it looks yeah. more like a white shirt than a blue and white shirt because where the arms come, that's where you've got the, mm. the next... It's the blocky white. I think it's one of the worst home kits. I've got this, and I loved it at the time because I was a Wednesday fan and I was a kid, right? And I we don't like promote- it. But I hate the kits. It's no, one of the worst it. kits we've ever made. It's yeah, an F kit. Yeah, it's definitely. disgusting. 2007, 2008, Plusnet. He's got this one. I had this one as well. I don't know where all these have gone. How the hell have I managed to keep stored. the Plusnet in good condition? Jesus. It's got no, yeah, that's a bent. very... <laughs> Punk's got a very nicely conditioned Plusnet home shirt there. It's the Lotto one made by Lotto. Got the Coca-Cola badges on the arm. Again, I hated where... I just used to hate where our badge sit, right? Oh, yeah, it's got the www.plus.net on the back. It was, it was a weird backing because the stripe kind of stopped. Yeah, the, the so it's it's the stripes go up the back and then they stop and there's a massive block of white before you get into the blue. And it was just, it was just solid blue yeah. sleeves. I think this kit... If I remember correctly, wasn't this Peacock era? Kind? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think this is a D kit. If I look at it as a kit, yeah. I like I like this kit. It was, it was probably it was probably the best plus net one, plus net one. But it was it was still a D kit. It, yeah. That that plus net area we didn't have very good kits. No, we didn't. Two thousand and nine Sheffield Children's Hospital. Now, now I've got this, and this is most famous from one of the photos of JJ in it, Jermaine Johnson, yeah. um, Coca Cola badges on the arms. The children's hospital on there as well. The, the pu- best back thing to I liked about this this kit is it wasn't stuck on heat transfer; it was in the kit. It yeah, was well, it uh, just lasted. And also, our our badge was not the black back shield; no. it was the blue back shield that we started for this little era. We didn't have that for long. In you fairness, before Chancery came, and in. now looking at that on the camera, that looks really out of centered. In in my photo, it looks it looks all right. T- turn it to my camera, Jake. Let me have a look at yours it's exactly so I, so I can see what you mean. Yeah, yours is a bit wavy, but the one I'm looking at here is actually better, Nick. Uh, so your 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 badge might just not have been the best one. Um, Proper stripes on the back. Yeah, and it's a black. Down. It's it's still no collar, but it's got like a black uh, neck going into a V, so it's like a. It's like it's almost as if like it's an elastic collar, isn't it? The, yep. the black around it. I think that is a C kit. I think that's a that's a decent kit. That is yep. um, not one of our better ones, but it's a solid middle of the road kit. You agree? Uh, yep. And then we got 2010 away, which is Sheffield Children's Hospital as well. This Jesus Christ, Jake is pulling out all the shirts. I have this twice because I liked it that much. I got it in a long sleeve. Very nice. Very nice. God, I need some more Wednesday shirts now. Look at all this. Um, so this is just half. Come on, camera. So it's the black Sheffield Children's Hospital one with very thin yellow pinstripes down it. 
It's one of our better away kits. I love black kits. They look so nice when they're done Same. properly. And this one is, uh, this one's done properly. The yellow pin stripes. You, this, the reason I'm going to credit this and say I think this belongs in B is because it, um, it thinks about the sponsor. I still don't think it's one of our best away kits, but I think it's well up there. It was the sponsor that always got kit. it for me. Yeah. I missed the time where we were sponsored by like children's hospital and stuff. I think it's something we should do more of. But also it's, yeah, but obviously we've got to think financial fair play. It, it doesn't help with that now. I like it when they're a second sponsor and we can still help and do all mm. of that and, and, and do all. Cause that's what the thing is when you've got to think about it, you've got to balance it. But this time, this time of Wednesday was nice. And I, I, if we're looking at the kit, we take the sentiment out of it. I like how they thought about the yellow of the children's hospital and yep. matched it with the pinstripes. So where do you want to put this? B A. B A. Up there for me. Let me have a look at what's else in there with the A's. You see, I don't think it's on the same tier of the 92 93 Sanderson kit, the black and yellow one, so yeah. I'm gonna put it in B. So yeah, for me that go that goes into B. Now I see the kit at the side of you. Yes, I have the uh 2011-2012, the one of the ones I had to hand because it's oh. one of and mine got wrecked in the wash. Oh no! I—that's the thing. That's the reason it's in here because I don't, I don't wear this one anymore. This is the Volkswagen promotion season shirt from 2011-2012. The Gilded he's Group even got, he's even one. got the. the I even, side. I even went in <laughs> and got the lead badges on them. I forgot I did that actually. Yeah, <laughs> back it. Back in the day, got the I've not nothing on the back though. Um, it's this has got the children. That's a good thing. We wouldn't have seen this on the photos. This has got actually in the shirt, embedded, embedded in the shirt. It's got the children's hospital bear at the back, yep. which I like. Um, it's a Puma one again, Guild Group. A lot of happy memories. This now, is obviously the promotion Wickham game shirt. Yeah. Before you move on to the next shirt, well, we've got to rank this one first, mate. Yeah, but before we rank it, one of the... Where's my away shirt? It's our anal iron, they're all in order. Hey, carry on ranking. I do no, have... we'll all wait for you, Jake. It's fine. I do have the grey kit that they sold without sponsors. And then they messaged me going, do you want a sponsor on? No. <laughs> You've got a rare kit there. I mean, I don't like that kit. I didn't get that kit in, in, in the thing, but the fact you've got it without the sponsor, it was quite difficult to get hold of there. Oh, yeah, very. Now, back to the home shit in terms of ranking. Oh. I do. Um, I wasn't a fan of that great kit, but I did get it with no sponsor. No, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good shout. I think this kit, it's one of our better kits. The mm -hmm. sentiment will want me to put it in A, but if I look at it, I look at the inconsistency in it. I really like the color. It was one of my favorite kits for years, but I think our most recent kits have made me realize that actually we've had better kits since then. Yeah. And I would put this in B because I think it does show its age now from the, it's only what, 10 years old. Yeah. But I do think it's still a very nice shirt. I still like it, but you've actually, when you put this on, you look quite boxy. No matter what you yes. look like, it's a boxy shirt. So for me, it's a B shirt. I don't know if you agree on that one. Yeah, I agree. One of the shirts that we've already covered, which was the 2009, if anyone ever had this shirt, that's what happened to it. Oh, dear. The logo just disappears. <laughs> oh, dear. You've worn that a bit. Uh, yeah. 
Right, now it's 2012. We got promoted. We're still sponsored by Gilders, but this time it was Honda. You've gone for the wrong kit. <laughs> Again, we're on the home kit. Start with the home, go to the away. So, Gilda Honda, they, they put, um, when Wednesday put this one out, they put a, uh, yeah, there we go, Jake's got it up now. It's the blue collar, it's, it's the one where they put like a, a shoulder, a black bit on the shoulder for mm. the Puma badge. It's obviously a red and white sponsor, which didn't go down well at the time again. They also couldn't seem to pick a shirt that fit for the model that wore it that day. I remember no. that when they when they brought it out. Same Wednesday badge as before. The blue stripe is down the middle, which I like to see. Um, I, I, the, the player I remember in this shirt is Jeremy Halan. I remember Halan in this shirt. I remember Leroy Leiter in it. Oh, um, God, yes. Uh, so, I, I, this is obviously, I didn't actually buy this shirt because I didn't like it at the time, even though I was a season ticket holder at this point. Um, I think this shirt is D because there's too many inconsistencies with it. I don't like the shoulder. The sponsor shouldn't be red and white. It's a big no for Wednesday shirts. Yeah, I agree. It's a good shirt, but it's not not great. Nice so it's it's a D. And the, the, the blue stripe in the middle gets points for me. Then, yes, you did have the away shirt out there. We're going to go through this one quickly. It's a rank shirt. Yeah, it's horrible. What, shirt, what player do you think of when you see that? Westfield? It's Westfield Health. It's yellow. It's What's got this? blue sleeves. You see, I look at that shirt and I think of Kieran Lee. Yes. Because he did play at that point, did he not? Was mm, it not? I believe it was. I think that was the year. Yeah. Because I remember, I swear, I might be getting my kits mixed up. It might be uh, the away kit that I think of that. But yeah, it was that sort of, I don't like the kit. It's a minging kit. It's a minging kit. It's not the worst kit we've ever made, but for me, it's an E. Would you agree it's an E? Yeah. Cool. Um. Let's go to 2013 14. Is this the home shirt? The, yeah, this is a one disco home shirt. Oh, you, this, is the one, this is the one where I got. Uh, you've, you've got Punk Chef on the back of that. He's got Punk Chef 41 <laughs> on the back. Right. You can't ever wear one of them to the ground. You would get absolute pelters for it now, especially now we've got this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, I like because you'd be like, oh my god, you're branding. But like, I like <laughs> on the week. I like, I've been trying I to like do literally well. nothing about this kit. It's one of the worst kits we've ever done. No, it's, I the, hate it's it. the it's got the puma. Um, it's a big block of blue that goes down diagonal. It's a puma shirt, and then there's there's blue, blue and white stripes that come out of it. It's an orange square this sort was, of big with the six nil shirt, wasn't it? Yeah, lead. it was. This was Connor Wickham. This was Lavery when he played for oh, us. It was, the, it was the 6-0 shirt. Yes, you could have some some things because that's the shirt, but it's still one of the worst home shirts we've ever I had. I don't like this. No, it's minging. It is absolutely yep. minging. He's pointing towards the uh, diagonal line in the block of blue there. That's an F shirt for me. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. Then the away shirt was 2013-14. It was a barter card away shirt. So it was a black shirt with some yellow. I usually say that I like black shirts. He's got them all. <laughs> Jake's pulling them all out. I usually say I like black away shirts. I don't, I don't like, like this one so Yeah, I don't like this one so much. It's and got that. like a, a black and yellow badge as well, which is cool. The shield, the outline is, is yellow and so is the owl. I don't like the way the corner works. It's got like 
diagonal lines across the corner with a puma were destined to put every puma, bloody puma badge in the corner at this era. Is, puma had it whenever, and you still get it to this day. When you see a puma shirt, look at what all the clubs have got because it's the same template. Yeah. Nearly every uh, time. That's why we actually ended up going with Sondico eventually because we got <laughs> sick of uh, Puma's designs. For me, that is, it's an e-kit. I don't like it. It's no, uh, it's 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 the first and probably only ever Black Wednesday kit I'm going to put in E. It's not a good kit. Wasn't a great time for kits. But then we get to Azerbaijan, Land oh. of Fire, 2014 oh. and 15. I no, wish I got this kit. I don't know if I do. I might have it. I think I have it, actually. I also I liked sk- that in the corner. It was, it was the first Sondico one. What's in the corner? It got a little owl badge. Uh, let me show you. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so obviously we've got different cameras, so Jake has to show me to a different camera. But uh, it's the Sondico first home kit we did. This was uh, the, uh, the time that we were about to get taken over by Mon- Manadu, and it, then it got It's basically Athlet- no Atletico Madrid's kit, but in yeah. blue and white. It's also the first it? season we start putting where or went in the colours. Yep, we did. Um, I think this is, this was a sort of a return to form for Wednesday kits, just mm. the simple blue and white with the... I also uh, like the holographic badge. Oh, it's got a holographic, I like that. <laughs> yeah, the, the badge sort of pops out a little bit. Yeah. I still don't think it's one of the best we've got though. I think, where would you want to put this? C. It's a C for me as well, I think that, because at the time I was like, this is one of the best kits we've had in years, but we've preceded it. In modern kits, we've actually we've actually done better. We're then we're going to look at the Azerbaijan Land of Fire Away uh, kit, which is the yellow right. kit. I do have an apology to make for the name on the back of this shirt. Oh, no. you have not done what I think you've done. What do you think I've done? If you've done Bothroid, oh, Stevie May. It wasn't Bothroid I, season, was I it? I thought... thought... He was going to be good. That's, really that's not good as bad. Wednesday player. Well, I, don't, I think um, I was getting my times wrong there. Oh, Stevie May on the back of that <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's the Stevie May shirt. That's the, uh, that's the Man City 7 Dill yep. shirt, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I God. hate this shirt. It's glarish. It's minging. It's an F. <laughs> it's, uh, so it's a yellow shirt, Do blue pinstripes across it, blue Sondico badge. I even got the patches. Yep, he got the patches on it. He was a, he was a full fan for this one. He got, um, so he's got it's got a blue Sondico badge, blue badge, blue Azerbaijan Land of Fire, blue pinstripes. Uh, is it the worst away kit we featured today? No, I think it's no. an E. What do you think? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's an E. Right, let's put that in an E. Our ET is getting quite full now. Oh okay, 2015-16. The f- the sh- what player do you think of when you see this shirt? It's uh, the Chan- it's the Chancery shirt, Chancery the- era, Sondico blue uh, collar. Fezzi, Fezzi on Glen- on people's shoulders at Brighton. Forestieri, yeah. This uh, is the our wrong shirt. Which one? Home shirt first. <laughs> Did not know that. There you go. Stop swearing. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Here we go. So here we have the what I call the Forestieri home shirt. Uh, a lot of people obviously think of the time. This was a good time shirt. This it's the blue collar. It's Another shirt I can't wear. Why can't you wear it? It's got Punk Chef Forty One on the background. Of course it has. Uh, the one caveat that stops it being in the sort of the S and the A tier for me 
Can you tell me what it is without me even saying? The blue patchy bit on the front. Uh, well, yeah, it's got blue around the sponsor, but no, it isn't. What? What? Have a have a closer look at the shirt. Think about it. Actually, take it further back from you. You might be able to tell what I mean. Some of you at home not, might have got it. Is it not in line? No, it's not. It's not in line. Go on. It's got a white middle strip. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it's based on white. For me, it's a B. It's a B kit. It, the memories for it actually. I'm putting a no. for the memories. No, it's going into A because of the, 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 the season that kit was in. It's a nice kit. It had a collar. It Would it be a B on design, but A because of the time for Wednesday yeah. for it? That was a hell of a season. Then we can pick up the away kit that Jake picked up. It is the black sort of gradiented shirt from the bottom, like the sort this. of gray into the black, and then it's got the blue outer trims. It's a very different away shirt. I liked it. It looks a lot better in, 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 in play as well, I remember. It's got uh, we're all Wednesday on the back. What do you think this one belongs? Same season, same memories. I think I think it's a B, but it is one of the better away kits, uh, kind of thing. Cause well, I think it's worked. based off a kit. I think it's a C, but based off the memories again, it gets a bump for that season, and it goes into B for me. Okay, right. so I think we could agree on that. 2016-17. Oh, this was a controversial sure. one at the time. Now, which player do you think of when you see this? Let us know in the comments. I've what do like you goal, think of? I've got like goal. Hutchinson scored against Brentford. Yeah, I also, I think this is a, for me, when I look at this, I look at, I think of, uh, uh, it's a Gary Hooper shirt, isn't it? It's uh, This is probably the shirt that people will go, this is probably when all start going a bit wrong for Wednesday. When you look at. No, it was a good season that season. It was the fourth place. Yeah. The uh, thing I loved about this shirt was that. Let's have a look. You're not, you're not seeing in the collar. When you turn the collar up. I've not got this shirt. Didn't buy it. It's got blue and white on the collar when you turn it up. Right, so it's got blue and white stripes inside the collar, but the rest of it, it's a pinstripe shirt, so it's a blue back shirt. It's the first time we brought the current badge we have got. It's the first oh, time we, we brought that in. shirt with the owl with its eyes shut. Oh, it's the owl got its eyes shut on it. That's quite unique then. Now, pinstripes usually get a lot of a battering from me, but I didn't mind this one so much. So I think this, for me, is a C shirt. Yeah, I agree with that. Or, or would you say it's a D on, based on design? Uh, I actually think it's a C because even though it's not a Wednesday kit specifically, I think it's tidy enough. Yeah. I yeah. think you can get away with that, yeah. Yeah, cool. Now, mm. next up, uh, we have got what was meant to be an amazing shirt, a, set, a, a 150th anniversary shirt going back. We didn't actually rank one of the older one, ones. One home, one, home, one, home one, home, home one, one, home one, home one, home one. So we are 150th anniversary. It's links back to one of our older ones. We have got the solid block, sort of like a polo shirt, Wednesday yep. shirt with blue solid in the middle and white arms. Chancery, it's got the 150th anniversary badge. Which player do you think of when you see this one? Because I've got a very specific player when I see this this kit. Fletcher. Yeah, it's Fletcher. Fletcher in this kit. Um, it's got the Elevate on it. It was, oh yeah, yeah. the Elevate first started time. making it at this yeah. point. So it's the first Remember, Elevate. This was delayed. Kit. This was the shirt that was massively delayed and everyone was adding their shirts out. And we're like, can we get out yet? Nope. Now this kit is the sign of our downfall for me. This is, this is what I relate it to, this kit. So I don't, I don't like this kit. 
I don't like this kit. I don't think it's I, a Wednesday kit. I didn't like it, but I bought it due to it being 150 years. Yeah, I wish I bought one. Even though I don't like it, I wish I bought one sort of thing. Because like, I don't like it as a Wednesday kit, but as a shirt, it's not bad. No. It's um, it's D for me. It's it's all right. It'll do. And it's also the downfall of us. Now, this next one is the away kit from this season. Uh, That season. Elevate is the sponsor as well as the... The maker, it's got the same badge. It it looks like it's the it's the one that was called the IKEA shirt, wasn't it? Yes. So it it's yet it's yellow, sort of very thin groups of black stripes down it. Got a black outer rim. It didn't look as bad in person, but it's not a good kit, is it? No, but there is a kit you had missed out on here, which I'm going to show. You're going to you're going for the third the, kit. That's the fan designs one. Yeah, the I fan design liked. third kit is quite nice. Yeah, that'd probably reach sort of like B. Yeah. As a shirt, that's really shirt. nice. That Jesus, Jake, shirt. did you just buy all the shirts at this point? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Can tell that like I was a student at this point. I didn't have, I didn't have Wednesday kit buying sort of money at that point. Right, so, um, I mean, I still don't know how expensive are our shirts. Right, but, pop. Yeah, so I wait until they go on sale, and even then I am an R. Uh, so this one, what player do you see? It'd be really interesting if we think of the same player, because I've got one when you look at this one. I remember one. Jordan Rhodes in this. I, that, for me, I look at that shirt, and I think of George Boyd. <laughs> oh, yes! I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but that shirt just reminds me of George Boyd. And I don't uh, like the shirt at all. I don't it's, like it. It's an F. It's an F for you. Yeah. Well, I, I don't disagree, actually. It's it's an F. It's not a good shirt. But then no. we go to the 2018-19 home shirt, which I have got next to me as well. It is the black collared Chancery one with... Uh, oh, I'm blocking my microphone. I probably shouldn't do that. With, the obviously, the newer badge. It's got the black collar. The blue and white... St- the, the blue stripe is in the middle, which is the correct place for it it's got elevate on it i really like this kit it's a proper wednesday kit so this one got sentimental value for me go on so this is the year my little girl was born and it was my uh, he's got daddy on the back oh look at that it was my father's day present from from my wife kind of thing so for me it got sentimental you mean your your newborn child didn't go to the shop and buy you the shirt. I, said, I am fl- flabbergasted. That's not how it. No, happens. no, she, 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 she couldn't get a buff pass. All oh, right, I see. Um, <laughs> I lo- no, that's that's a lovely story. I love this shirt. I think it's a proper Wednesday shirt. Yeah. The, the gold writing in the middle, I actually love. Yeah, I, I think this was designed well. I think that the thing that lets me down da- hmm. the badge placement. Yeah, it's in between and the badge is a bit light. The badge is a bit light mm. on it. That's the issue. There was a weird thing with the badges at this point. Let me just quickly have a... Oh, is it really? No, I can't. Mm. Let me... I'm just looking at the other ones because I'm looking at what we put in S tier. So what have we put in S tier? We've put the Black Sanderson one mm. and the 1984 kit. Is this up there with it for me? Do you know what? Yes, it is. It is. Design, yes. The only thing that lets it down is that badge. Yeah. So I'm put. I'm going to put it in S tier because I really like the kit. I think it's a what a Wednesday kit should be, and it's it's pretty it's pretty solid. 
Okay, yeah. so we're moving on to 2019-20. I have got this. It's just not in the room. Have you got this one? Which one? The, the green? The home one. The home I do indeed. So it's the one, you know this, guys. It's la it's uh, last season's kit. It's the... the one where we went with the whole player thing and we had the uh, gifts of people like... The digitalized stuff. We had a yeah. we we bought a digitalized tech pack, or somebody had made it in After Effects, and we were using it forever. So we've got um we've got that rocking. I like this kit. Solid again. Blue in the middle. It was different. Blue and white stripes in the right place. It was obviously a little bit of a different design. Black collar, which I like to see over everything else. Black arms. You got Will went in the bottom. Oh, we do. Yeah, I don't. I didn't even look. Oh yeah, of course it does. It yeah, it goes yeah. around there. I think this is a B kit. I think it's it's solidly it's solidly what knocking on the it? door of A, but for me it's a very good kit. Yeah, I believe if I'm not mistaken, that was the away kit at that season. Uh, yeah, that. no, that was the season before. That was season before. I did yeah, like the season kit. before. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put that one in there because I wanted to put this green one instead. Because this green monstrosity that we had last year in instead. To so, be fair, let's... people are not going to like me for this one either. And you got new on the back. Yes! Uh, right, but yes, we're going to the green one from last season now. The I can't kit wear this the... kit when I do my video now, if we ever wear this. Because I look... Because I've green got a green screen. screen. If yeah. I wear this, you just get floating head. I hate this kit. Yeah, it's minging. It's... Uh, Looks it's, like a goalkeeping kit. It's not, it's not awful. It's not, I don't even think it's E or F, because it's not one even one of our worst away kits, but it's a D. It's okay. If we had yeah. to have an away kit, it's okay. So for me, that goes in D. Okay, next we have got uh, this season's home kit. I haven't got this yet. I might still get it. I like it. I really I like, like this kit. I think it's one of the tidiest kits we have done in, in our history. Uh, I want to put it in S, but I feel, I feel wrong putting the it season. in S, especially with the season that has played mm. it. I really like the kit. Like That's the what's kit. annoying. I love that kit. Can I put it in A? Because it would be S for me. Yes. If it wasn't for the season. No, because yes, look at the I kit. Agree. It is it's such nice. a kit. It's got a silver elevate, so it doesn't even take from it. It's got a black collar. It's It's got that material we like from the older days. It's a kit. It's a hell of a kit. Yeah. I would put it in S if the team wearing it weren't letting me down so much, but it's an A-tier kit. And then we've got the away kit from this season. This is the one that might split opinion because I love this I kit. I love the kit. Oh, this that's, is one of my favourite kits, gonna get us. away kit. Our away kit this season, it's easy enough to know what we're talking about, Wednesday fans, now, if you're listening to this. It's the camo kit. It's the it's silver the, the grey one. Well, grey, silver. All of it is that sort of on one plain sort of colour. And I love it. I and love this And the nice thing kit. is, the club let you buy it without sponsorship, which is lovely. Yeah. I, well, I actually haven't bought this either. I'm probably going to get it. Um, I mean, I might decide on my sizing because... Uh, lockdown does things to sizing, especially with football <laughs> shirts. So I want to get hold of this one. I really like it. It's You can have it with or without the Elevate. Even the white Elevate on it doesn't look too bad, in fairness. No. And so if you want some really garish kits for a memory, who do you remember with that? I, I feel like you want me to say Tug Gay, but I might be getting my season wrong. Am I getting no, my I season remember. wrong? Am I getting my season wrong? What? Uh, Franny Jeffers. Oh, it's that time. Maybe. Oh, not. yeah. Oh, maybe it's even that old. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that it. Was, Put it away. Was, Put it away. That, that one? That he just brought out a massive orange kit. Right. <laughs> Can we rank this kit first, Punk? Put the yeah, kits away. So where's this, uh, this season's away uh, kit going? 
I want it to be top class, but... I you want it to be an it. S? Yeah. Right, do you know what? For the controversy, it's going in S. I love that kit. And that's it. So now, yeah, yep. you can... If you've got any more kits back there that you want to show off, you can Shoot, show them off. That's been a bit... That, I'm sorry, guys, if the audio and you had to skip across quite a bit of that or you just, just enjoyed one, listening to it that anyway. One. Yeah, so he's pulled up the uh, black and orange Chansiri one and the white plus net one. So there is that some That was a tenner. The white one. <laughs> nice yeah. one. Do you remember when all our shirts were available in Sports Direct and you could get them cheap? Yep, now it was lovely. They're expensive. Um, okay, so that was a big topic. That is the Sheffield Wednesday kits, tiered, ranked. Let us know what your thoughts on the kits are down in the yep. comments. Where would you, What would your ranking be? I mean, you probably don't want to write them all out. Give us your best and worst kits, that sort of thing. Let us know what you think. They are our opinions. That was a fun topic. Christopher LC in the YouTube comment section says, you mentioned Carlos's interview in which he described his time with Wednesday. What I found interesting is he thinks we had a better second season than his first. Disregarding what happened in the playoffs, although we finished higher in the second season, I still think we played much better in Carlos's first season. In his first season, we played fast, free-flowing, exciting football, scoring goals for fun, which was amazing to watch. The second season, we were a lot more tactical and scraped a lot of victories by the odd goal. Which season do you think Carlos is best managing us? I preferred the first season because Same. of the, the free-flowing football, but the second season, I could see that was a sign of Carlos downing, downing the players a little bit because they, they couldn't run through brick walls for him anymore. He'd, mm. he'd, he'd burnt them out the first season. What about you? First season, I absolutely loved because it was a little bit of the unknown of Welker. We hadn't seen anything from him before, so we were showing what he could, could do. And you're right, like second season, we were burnt out and it got a little bit, messy with certain things but I always enjoyed watching that first season I think the second season yes we ground out victory but he knew what he was in for then if that makes sense we knew what we were getting and knew what we could do and at that point you will also remember him we were starting to bring in players who perhaps first season they would have been ideal for because of the unknown, but then you had bits where you knew what play was coming. I loved that first season. Second season, even though we finished higher, I think it was just a lot better thing. And I think because we didn't have any expectation for the second season, it was more fun. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good way of doing it. I think uh, I preferred the first season and all that, but uh, I did understand. I, I look at it in hindsight now, and they say, you know, hindsight's a thing and all that, but with Carlos you look back on it and you can see where he was making certain things. He was, he was going tactical because he didn't want teams to figure us out and things like that. Um, I, but in the second season, yeah, we were, there was more consistency there, but I do get why you think we played better in the mm. first. You forget the run we had under Carlos where we, if we'd have actually been more consistent in that first season, because there were no expectations there, we would have actually probably got automatics if we'd have been a more consistent side. So you've got to look at that aspect of it as well. But yeah, Nice yep. one. Thank you, Christopher. Next one is from Luke Raylap. He says, he says, quote, my idea is for you to come up with your own ideas, you oiks. No, I really <laughs> wanted uh, to say, I'm glad someone acknowledged Pelopesi. You're welcome. And I wanted you to talk about how we've chased players out of the club, even when they're playing well. Morgan Fox being a prime example. And also discuss how most of our fans, in quotation marks he put, don't seem to recognise what sport they're even following. So Luke's not happy. Um, no, Luke's, Luke's very How dare happy. you call me an oik for trying to bring you into this community now? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we've talked about this. We There's are very lot, vocal. Yeah. We, we do obviously put ourselves on the front line in the fact that like we put our faces to things and we put our voices to things and 
when we say that certain people in the fan base are negative for negative sake, that can backfire on us. But we are not afraid of of saying giving respect to players where it's due yeah. and also handing out criticism where it belongs. So for me, I do feel like Morgan Brooks is a prime example. Mm. But I did also say he he showed us very little respect in the end. We did hound him out, but in in the end, he 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 showed he, us very he, little respect. But he had a good last season. He's not really pulling up roots at Stoke at the minute. Kind no, of thing. It's not true. like it's not like we're letting a player go who's now having a great time at his current club. He's still not. He's still the same inconsistency. You beat the Stoke fans. They say, yeah, it's the same as what you told us he was going to be like. Kind of thing. Um, we do have a habit of hounding players out of the club, but at the same time, goddamn camera. Uh, at the same time, it is what it is. It's football. That's what football does. Fans have their opinions, and Sadly, in a day where you've got social media and stuff, it happens. Yeah, kind of thing. I think social media plays a big part on how a player is going to go or be at a club. So uh, Punk's having camera difficulties, as you probably heard there. He can Mm. get his back in focus. Uh, It doesn't like to focus on us when the light changes, and we're recording this into an afternoon, so the light's changing. So uh, we we have a tendency as a fan base to to push players away, to scapegoat people, even when they're doing well. And I don't see the benefit in it, right? Every person's got a voice. Back in the day, not everybody had... There was always idiots in the world, and there wasn't always a place for those idiots to think their voice can be shouted as loud as other people's. And the people... And it sometimes happens that the people who are talking sense, they get drowned out by the idiocy because it can become a cult mentality. And it can also happen when you are piling on players. It can happen in all aspects. I'm not just talking about football there. Um, but you do see it in the regard of our players that we find a scapegoat. We we pretty much throw as much abuse as abuse as possible, and then when they finally get good, we start talking nice to them. We do the flip side, and then wonder why they've got no loyalty to us. It happens every single time. Yeah. We don't seem to learn, Luke. Um, it's just happening with Pelopessi again. You know, I'm just hoping that he had, he doesn't see the social media sh- the crap. And I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he probably knows he's aware of it. He probably just has a different personality to some. Uh, but he could be very much an example of by the time everybody's round going, oh, my God, he's actually, he is that player that we've been banging the drum for that he's, he's come on to <laughs> New Hugh, New Hugh, <laughs> New Hugh. Yeah, exactly. People go, oh, in fairness, actually, now looking back on it, New Hugh was a good player. I want to strangle some people when they say that because <laughs> I'm like, are you... I was saying it last season. At the end of last season, I was like, we, we should keep him. Start of this season, I was like, it's a big mistake, you know? It's, um... It happens, Luke. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like something's going to change. The only thing that changes is the scapegoat. So thank you for writing in, mate. But hopefully, the reason we're, we're obviously putting our voices to it and we're talking to all you guys is we want to get an actual accurate view on where some fans are at. And yes, we do have some people in this community that are on the uh, Chancery out, everybody, everybody's crap, that sort of wagon. But we are also welcome to talking to those people if they can have reasonable discussions. The one thing we don't do is we don't do the negativity pile on and people need to know where that line is. Yeah. If people are just being negative for negative sake, there's no, there is no place, for, there's no constructive place for that, right? If you want to moan, just just mo- moan it there's yourself. No, there's and then no just good outcome a, with that. No, there isn't. There isn't. Like and that's every, th- every time we keep seeing people saying Chancery out, he's the only one funding the club. Yeah, and that's the, and to be honest, right, it would be nice to have somebody who was really rich come in and decide that he was going to do it now, you know, and that had Wednesday yeah. at focus, and that would be great. But that's not the ideal. That's not the situation at the minute. That's the ideal situation, not the current situation. So, yep. 
Uh, it's, there's always going to be that toxicity in there. We've just got to be better as fans and call it out and stop and stop just joining on the pylon because that's what all you see nowadays. Thank you for writing in. Next one is from John Gallagher. We all know Barry Bannon has signed a new contract deal recently, but do you think there's a relegation clause in it? And if you if you and if so, do you think the captain of a club should go down with his ship, as they say, and stick with us, or try and get us back up? Ooh. Now, it's an interesting one, this one, because part of me says that there is a relegation clause in so the club gets the money if there is a sale coming in for him. But I have the funny feeling with Barry Bannon. He's signed a contract, he's got a young family now, and he's settled at a club for the first time in a long time where he's actually playing football and he enjoys it, and he's loved by most of the fans. I think he's the kind of player which will, in League One, roll his sleeves up and crack on and carry on the job, if you know what I mean. I get the feeling of that. I don't think he would have signed a contract if he knew he could go somewhere else for free and be done at the end of the season. Why sign a contract just for... That's uh, not always how relegation release clauses work, though. People think that they do. Yeah. No, usually a relegation release clause can often work where you set a figure in your contract that's, that's less than your value or less than your, your assumed value if we get if this the club wants yes, to we'll let if, you go. Yeah, it's that. So um, we, we all remember Luis Suarez's thing where it's something where it was a pound or something with Arsenal, if you remember. Arsenal in the contract clause they said if you bid more than this and they bid a pound more than the actual thing. And yeah, well that was know. that was just a standard release clause. Some people have that in there. But relegation yeah. re- release clauses, they're usually below value. It's basically recouping your losses if everything's gone to pot sort of thing because it's usually beneficial for the club as well because that way the club can offload them if a if a club if another club comes in for them and they can take them on their wages and they've they've sort of got that that way of getting them out of the club for a reduced fee and it's it's a it's a way of doing it i don't think part of me does think he's possibly got something like that in there but given barry banner's situation as you said even if he does, I don't know. I think he would stick around. I think I think he's mm. up for the fight. I think he's that kind of player, and I'd like to see him do it. I'd like to see him give it a shot at least. Um, he'd rip up League One. If we could keep Jordan Rhodes and him, the, the link-up they've been getting recently, it would be absolute lightning, right? So yeah. I would like to see him try and bounce back up with us, John. I'd have to well, give safe. you more nearer the time that, mate, because it's too much of a... It's too up in the air at the minute. Okay, so the... The next one is quite a big one, this one, and we've done some some proper work for this one again. Roll of the Storm asks, players you'd like and realistically we could sign if we go up or go down to each. So we have done this, and uh, we will start with... Let's start if we're surviving. Let's start positive and uh, and go on to the negative before. Why not? But then again, because there's there's positive in both here. So I've not looked at yours. You've possibly looked at mine. I'll give you my first one, and then you can oh. give me your first one, and then we'll go for the second yep. one. So my first one is, um, if we're staying up, I reckon we should look at someone like Kevin Nisbet, who is a Scottish Premier League player. He currently plays for Hibs. He's got 12 goals in the league so far this year and two assists. He's 24 as well. So it's good to bring in a striker of that age if we're looking for you know the future surviving and somebody that can score. At, yeah. Yes, we all say the Scottish Premier League is not that sort of level, but for getting twelve goals for Hibs, that's not bad because it means you know Hibs are third, I think, so they're not yeah. doing bad. Uh, the third, I might be wrong. Have a look. He 
But the, what, the reason I'm saying this could happen is Birmingham wanted him and he was close to a move, but it fell through recently. So I could yeah, they see are if, Yeah. So a decent side. I could see us putting him our hat in the ring for him if we are looking sort of for the future there. As We'd probably need to bring in a couple of uh, strikers, but for me, yeah. Kevin Nisbet would not be a bad shout, especially with him already having a link to a club that are in or around what we are at the minute anyway and wanting to do that move. I could yeah. see him coming to Wednesday and actually being a player at 24 that even if it doesn't work out brilliantly, there could be something in the future to, to recoup on him or anything. So I think Kevin Nisbet uh, would be a good shout. Now, mine's very much down the similar thing. Jerry Yates at Blackpool. He got 14 goals this season in 33 games with three assists. He's another 24-year-old player. He was originally at Rotherham. He's a Doncaster-born lad. So I'm wondering, being closer to family might have that pull. You know, I'm thinking family life, being away, uh, he might want to be there. Now, Forrest and Bristol City are both looking at him for around two million. It'll probably be a bit more than that. But again, it's another one of those 24-year-old. We're going to need something. And if we are looking at a player to like step up, it might be a good thing. 14 goals in 33 games is a good return. Yeah, really no, good it, in it is. One. I think that is where Wednesday are going to be looking if they stay up as well, because um, the the one thing I will say is League One goals do not, as and SPL goals, they don't translate. championship. They don't, now. but we do need to definitely improve what we've got. If if we stay up as well, the big thing for us is going to be keeping roads on, uh, yeah. but also bringing in a different type of striker. Do you know Jerry Yates' style by any chance? What kind of striker? If you don't, you can say no, and that's fine. I don't. Um, what I've heard from uh, one of the Blackpool fans, I know he's very attacking-minded. He likes to get forward, but can be a little bit of a poacher at the time. That's what he said. That sort of thing, a poacher. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I'm going to say, I hope he's bloody attacking mind if he's a striker. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, okay. The second one for me is uh, an interesting one. Interesting. Have you gone for a keeper as well? So I've yeah. gone for Darren Randolph. He's been the number two at West Ham for two seasons now. He's kept Westwood out of Ireland's number one spot, right? Oh, controversial, that is. Yeah, exactly. Bring it in. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But if Westwood's off yeah, and we're staying up, Randolph has got a couple of years on him. Yeah. Bring in, he still could do a job. When he was at Borough a couple of seasons ago, his save percentage was consistently in the mid-70s. And that's a good save percentage for a keeper, you yeah, know? Yeah, not bad, actually. When he's faced with stuff and he was, yeah. a lot of uh, fans in the league were saying he was well, on the seasons that Westwood didn't perform all you heard is Darren Randolph is the best keeper in the championship yeah. so why not give him another go if I could see us doing that if we stayed up Fair enough. give us your keeper then mine is Wayne Hennessy at Crystal Palace right so free agent which will be ideal we don't have to spend any money similar to what we did with Westwood and I'm just thinking about a lot of mine goes down to cash because you don't know what you'll be playing with 34 is a little bit Older than you would, but he's still a decent keeper. Hasn't played much recently. Will want to show that he can do it still. Uh, his injury record isn't brilliant at times, but it's a realistic kind of steady hands, steady head, been there, done it, if you know what I mean. Uh, and it's a free, because I think he, whatever we go, whoever we go for, staying up or going down, the money situation, every club going to be watching it very carefully because they don't know, they still don't know when fans are going to get let back in and stuff. So in terms of revenue, you don't know what you're going to get in. No, that's true. 
That's true. It's a good one. Uh, we've both gone for the striker and a keeper. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I think that Hennessy would be a good shout. I think any of them would be a good shout if we're staying up. Mm. We're going to have to be penny-pinching. We need to build this squad. I think a lot of the squad is going to be focused around renewing contracts. If yeah. uh, Renewing uh, certain contracts, letting certain players go, doing a mini rebuild, but bringing in the right experience if we stay up. If we stay up and if we go down, I expect a lot of players from the youth team to come through become more like that. I bet some players that you might have heard from the youth academy and they're ready to step up come in because he likes doing that he likes seeing what he's got so far since he's been at club he's been at quite a lot of the academy training sessions to have a look what's there he has he does like to assess his full squad um and that's good to see from darren moore regardless of where wednesday end up yeah so if sheffield wednesday get relegated who are the two players that we think uh, could be realistic signings that could be on the start, radar. I would start with both our two because we both gone to the same player. Oh, for God's sake, Jake. Right, okay. So, two on our list. And I hadn't noticed um, that when you said that. <laughs> I'll start this because Jake's clearly done his, his work. Is Luke Jeffcott. And I can't believe I'm putting this in if we go down, right? But I've looked at him again since we spoke about him when he was on fight. He stalled a bit since yeah, we last has. mentioned him. He's 16 goals in 33 appearances. He's moved down from third at the time, or third or second where he was in the top scorers list, to fifth. Plymouth have also dropped to 16th in League One. So it looks unlikely they're going to go on that promotion push that we were talking about potentially happening. So I thought, if we're looking at a, a, to be that bounce-back team, Luke Jeffcott, in a Wednesday side, if we get the yeah. right delivery to him, and and obviously Plymouth haven't gone up, so there's going to be clubs around him. We'll be looking at one of those top-end League One sides, hopefully, and I reckon this would be... Na- it's kind of benefited us, in a way, that he's stalled a little yes. bit if we go down, because I reckon you know, we could But you know, it, it's stalled since all the talk of the movers happened. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the player's got in his head. Or yeah, possibly. If the player's got in his head. But sometimes you do get it where sometimes the agent go, look, you're doing really well here. I could get you a better move if you weren't a consistent kind of, you know what I mean? Agents sometimes are a little bit sneaky like that. They want players to perform, but if they think they can get a better deal for no, themselves, I, dis- I, dis- the I disagree with that. I disagree with I, that. Because... I have read bits where a player has done what the agent said. Yeah, I don't think he down tools it. though, because when you're in League One, if you're going to get a good mm. championship yeah, good move, point. you need to score as many goals as possible. He's not doing this so he can come and sign for Sheffield Wednesday. If if he keeps scoring and he gets a he gets an offer from someone like bloody I don't, well, they're not Brentford are not going to want him, but they're up there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's, you keep scoring, you don't down tools so you can sign for a struggling Wednesday side. I I think with this situation, it could it could be a load of talks happened gone in his head and it's just not happening now but Plymouth were looking high like they were going to go up at one point and if yeah. we are going down they're some of the kind of players you want to be getting kind of thing who it's, it's like a Sunderland kind of thing if Sunderland were in the market now they could have probably got him in like January or something yeah and it's, the fact is he's been linked with us before so yeah I think Jeffcott is, is, is looking like something that could genuinely happen now. So it's, it's unfortunate for Plymouth because if they'd have kept that promotion push, we wouldn't even be mentioning this now. But no. we were asked if relegated, who would we who would we bring in? And it looks like because we were linked with him, it could be a potential one for Luke Jeffcott and we'll see what he can do with Wednesday. So we'll go for my... So we've got differing ones for these ones. I have got 
Joshua Griffiths, right? And you might not have heard of this guy. He's a current League Two goalkeeper for Cheltenham. He's on loan from West Brom, though. So that's the caveat in this. Cheltenham are top of League Two. Um, yeah. He's got the most clean sheets in League Two and has a safe percentage of 70%. And you get fired a lot at, in, uh, in uh, League Two. He's played 35 matches this season, 17 clean sheets. He's 19 and he's got the most clean sheets. And I know that's a lot about a defence in front of him, but his safe percentage says different to me there that he's been a yeah. part of that. I've put, he could be, if we do drop, he could be the, a good loan with an option to buy if our goalkeeper situation hasn't developed because I think West Brom, having him in League Two, they'll possibly want him to, even though Cheltenham, will, they might need some time to sort of, yeah. you know, recover. They might put they want to put him with a team that's going to be the higher you know, the sort of like the top end of League One. And yeah. that's how we might get a loan deal for him. And maybe we'll also get an op- a cheeky option to buy there if he does well for us. You've been quite smart with this one because Darren Moore got West Brom links. That could help. Yep, definitely. Darren, that- I'm helping you out here, mate. <laughs> um, I, think, I think it's someone we could look at because I even think if it's a case of like, yes, this is a temporary fix if we can't get him on with an option to buy, but we definitely need, if we're going to keep on with Westwood, for example, he'd, he'd be a great keeper to just bring in on loan and have mm. at the club with, with that sort of, with, with the way he's going at the minute. Obviously, yeah. West Brom are going to be looking for, for higher things. So I reckon this is one we can do. And 19 years old, that's, he looks like a promising keeper. It's, it's, it's League Two. I've got to stress that. But if we are in League One, you couldn't do much better than bringing in a keeper no. on loan like that that's got that potential, especially if you could, you know, he does well and you could buy him. But we know Wednesday and loan players, we, we fall for yeah. them and then they leave. But yeah. uh, well, I think definitely the keeping situation is a crisis at Wednesday. It's going to be something that gets prominently... Um, Interesting talk m- you know, coming more, in the summer. It's going to be very difficult going mm. forward, yeah. And a lot of people are saying, well, why don't we give our other young ones a chance? And I'm like, well, if, you, if you've ever watched this podcast, you know why we said that we we need to... Maybe, you know, may, you know, actually, maybe even like... If West was gone, maybe bring Griffiths in and give Wildsmith a chance at that league. And if, yeah. if Wildsmith doesn't perform, bring Griffiths in, you know, mm. and, and, and make Griffiths the number one, even if he's just on loan. But we need to know that. If we're going to give... um our younger keepers a chance, we've got to have a solid backup option. I think this is a good way to do it on the cheap. Yeah. So I come to Christian Walton. Uh, oh, bloody hell, what's the club? I've written it down as well. But you've probably been linked with him before, so that's yeah, a good we have been We have been there. linked with him for, before, so he has been out of Brighton. There we go. Uh, we've been linked with him before. He was at uh, Blackburn in the 2019-2020 season. Did okay. He's only 25, so it's a good age for a keeper. Gleams a little bit of what we got now, but a little bit better. You've gone for the keeper a good- as well. Yes. Jesus Christ, you've gone for the exact same sort. Of, I was like, I was hoping you'd do a fullback. I should have told you to do a fullback. Well, uh, the th- ah, I do have a fullback if you want. We'll do a fullback in a minute. Carry on. Carry uh, on. It would be a good shout money wise. We've always scouted him. He had a good season with Blackburn. And it's one of these situations where it is a position we need to strengthen. It's the position that we're going to. Is got he on a free? Uh, yeah, he's out of contract. Oh, that's out possibly even a better one then. 
What was his? I, do you know? I tell you what. You tell me about your fullback, and I'll look at Christian Walton's save percentage. I believe it. Well. I believe he's out of contract in, in summer. Uh, so the couple, the one I jokingly said I would like to put in, which was Danny Rose, because he's on a free, but he'll want a lot of money. And as we both said, he didn't come across well in that Tottenham. Uh, he ain't come. Did you? Is that if we stay up or if we get relegated? That's if we, if we stay, stay up, up. surely. Uh, yeah. But if we go down, there is the lad Reese James at Danny Rovers who's is a free option at the end of the season. Now, the link there, Moore's already worked with him. Could come straight in, do all right. Seems like a solid prospect kind of thing. 27, but no the league and more work with him. That's um, my kind of thinking. No, yeah, it, Moore does... I feel... you got to feel for Donny in a way because Moore seems to be... Uh, he could dismantle them quite quickly. If he yeah, he seems to be like going for everything they've got by the looks of it because he's bringing... A, I can't find this kid's... So he's... This Christian Walton, he's 25, Is as you said. Blackburn last season. God, my camera's having a... Apparently his value's like 720k according to this. I... I I can't find the his stats on the uh, stats site I usually use, so I can't find his safe percentage. But he's oh god, are they bad? He's no, he's played a lot. He's he's gone to a lot of teams. So like mm, in his younger days, he like lot. yeah, he, he was signed from from Bury to Brighton, and then went on loan to like Plymouth, and then oh no, was he? I think he's always been at Brighton, actually, but he's been part of the youth setup and all of that and gone on loan so many times to, like, Plymouth and Southend and Wigan. And, yeah, Blackburn, as you said. So, yeah, he's definitely got some experience in there. If he's any better, we just need we need keepers that are better than what we've currently got, really. If yeah, we're going to get rid of Westwood, we need, to, we need options there. So, yeah. And if it's a three, one, it's another one. If it's a three, everyone forget Westwood was a free transfer. Yeah, everybody does forget that. Um. I like I like I like our thinking there. So, who would you sign if we were rele- relegated? Who would you sign if we were staying up? Let us know in the comments. And thank you, Roll of the Storm, for writing that community topic in a decent one for us to have a look into. Okay, our last um, our last community topic before we go into the upcoming match because there's one match upcoming before the next podcast. First England game you can both remember watching. Go on, Jake. Uh, Euro '96 first group game. Switzerland, I believe it was. 1-1. One, one. See, I, oh, nine. I, I don't remember. And that's really bad. I, re- I don't remember the match. I remember that I wasn't really... I wasn't really into the international game as a kid as much as I wish I was, but I remember, like, I was, like, four or five, and there was a tournament on. God, you make me sound really old now. Thanks. <laughs> I, was, I think I was five around, like... It was, like, it was like around the Millennium tournaments. And yeah. I, I came running in and like when I heard my dad cheering and like used to do like knee slides when I was like five just to celebrate. <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on. Um, and then the first game I can actively remember, the first World Cup I can remember is the when I was in school and secondary school because that's the one I first got really into. Was it Japan? No, it was... <laughs> I'm sorry. It was no. uh, it was 2010, and it was because uh, <laughs> that's the one I first remember really, really getting into. Because it it was like I went through that phase just before that of like trying to 
trying to, you know, like find other things other than football. So yeah. I went out for a little bit and I was still following Wednesday and everything, but internationally I didn't really. But I remember that uh, South Africa, it was South Africa, wasn't it? Or was it? Oh God, yeah, it probably yeah, was. Yeah, I remember that World Cup very well and I remember watching that. I remember... I've got, Spain... some, I've got some stories from around that time that I can't tell on this uh, podcast. But I uh, remember Spain's Euro... Around that World Cup. I think it was their European Championship win. I was actually in Spain when they won it. And it was so weird being in another country and that country winning it and be like, wow, this is what happens when you win a tournament international. You can celebrate. No, yeah. It, I, it, really you imagine it, it feels like it. It's like the last World Cup, it, like where we got to the semi final. That yeah. party would have been because uh, you could feel it. Like yeah. I was like. My dad was in France uh, for France 98. Mm. And it was part of a uh, exchange of students, so going over with one of the teachers. I'm telling, I'm telling you, if we win the Euros this summer, COVID is taking the country down. Yes, it is, the the country's gone because there's no way you're stopping this country like going into pubs and stuff. There's going to be a rescue. It's going to be mental. But yeah, thanks, Captain Nat, for asking yeah, that. Thank you, you so much for all your community topics today. It's, uh, we're over two hours. This is going to be the longest ever talking Wednesday, and it didn't yeah. uh, mean to it's be. It's been a shortest week. Yeah, exactly. But that's <laughs> the great thing. We can make this podcast lengthy when we do that. The tier list was probably about 40 minutes of this. In fact. Yes. But upcoming match, we have got Watford away. Now, I'm going to try, when we do this in future, when I've got time and everything, I'm going to try and bring you a few more stats like I have done this week. So Watford are coming off the back of five straight wins. Um, they've got 75 points with an average of 1.97 points per game promotion yep. form. Their home record is 47 points, 15 wins, two draws, two losses. Their away record is 28 points, seven wins, seven draws, five losses. We're playing them when they're at home, by the way, just so you're aware. So we're playing them where they've only lost twice and only drawn twice and won the other 15. Yes, but in uh, our in our terms of record, that's good. Yeah, fair enough. Good. Play because teams that have this record, we do okay again. Their top scorers are Saar and Pedro with nine goals each. Shout Pedro. I, their last I remember ma- you going mental over Pedro when we played them at the start season. <laughs> Why? Why was I going mental? You just learned he's a really good player. Look, he moves here, there, and everywhere. Oh, right. Okay, I don't even remember that. Does this year's feel like a, a blur now? Last match, they won 3 0 against Birmingham City. Uh, ben Foster's in net, so we're going to be in a vlog. Um, oh yes yeah and I like them <laughs> Dini I've started watching them actually I don't watch much football stuff on YouTube but I've started watching them Dini's played 18 and he's bagged 7 this season so Dini's an option we're, we're it's going to be tough we did do alright against Watford last time we mm. played them we we held our own but it's been a long time since we last played them and I'm a bit concerned about this one how do you feel we'll be facing Lazar as well because he's now signed there I don't know if he'll play but we'll see uh, mm. well, he played, he's like played the last couple he played in the Birmingham one. He's a good. He's a good player as well. It's. Mm. It could be. It's one of those unfortunate ones because I feel like a, a bad result here could dis- <laughs> de- derail us, even though yeah. and doom us. Just just finish it. So it, it's one of those things at minute where everyone's still saying we're down. We are still in a chance of staying up. It's a very very slim chance of staying yeah. up. The, the international break came at a really good and bad point for us. We had that momentum from the win, but then we had that momentum now gone, but it's given him chance to see him on the pitch. Or getting our manager and this win when we did was 
bad for us, but it's a lot of games coming up soon. And yeah. it's nothing compared to what Rotherham have got. Are you seeing Rotherham's games in that thing? You know how they'd had game cancelled? Yeah, got like so a yeah, big we should mention this as well. Yeah, God, Rotherham have got uh, four games in 10 days. So, yeah. That That's the only thing us. that might help us, really. Uh, but yeah, it's coming up to Easter. So Watford's on Good Friday. We'll probably record uh, the podcast that evening, actually. Uh, is so it a we guy can... game? Is it? Let's have a look. Watford's a guy game. I think it's Cardiff. I think it's the Monday one. It could be. Let's have a look. So if you were looking to watch it, I don't know if I'll be which ones I'll be streaming because if we maybe I'll do the no it's Cardiff on Monday ah right okay um I'll let you guys know in the community tab so make sure you subscribe on my Twitter which ones I'm going to stream but I will make it work whichever way because we've got oh, I've got to cut that out now fuck's sake so close feel like. Uh, your child is loud. Is that coming through? Have you got a gate on that mic? Or I have got right? a gate on this mic. Cool. Because <laughs> I can hear it through the uh, thingy. I was like, I hope that's not coming through your main <laughs> mic. No. She's, she's having a little bit of a paddy. Ah, I see. So, yeah, we've got uh, Watford before you see us next. And we will uh, discuss that one on next week's podcast. And then we will yep. talk about Cardiff and QPR on the next podcast because they're the ones coming up. So it's a, it's a crunch of fixtures for Wednesday. Now it's going to be interesting, but that has been a very long episode of the talking Wednesday podcast this week. Yep. Got anything else to say, Jake, before we wrap this one up, mate? Uh, Apart from I've got to go put my football shirts away now because I've pulled a half of them out. Yep. (laughs) Apart from that, yeah. But yeah, but apart from that, it's been good. It's been yeah, it's been a it's been a good chat, a good way to talk about all the kits. And I hope you like this kind of episode. Obviously we are very much, supported by you guys going and supporting all the breakouts, liking all the content, because even if it's you really like it and you're here every week, um, sometimes the numbers don't always show that on our back end. We don't know that. We know that people are watching this all the way through. What we're really impressed with is like the people that watch this podcast all the way through. But uh, we obviously don't. We we, we, we uh, look at the algorithm, which helps us out with the likes and things like that. So if you can be as proactive about supporting this channel as possible, it would help us out, especially when we spend a good couple of hours doing the uh, things and the, the edit on this one is going to be fun because I've got to edit in that tier list. So that'll yep. be uh, that'll be fun. But uh, it's been a good one. Take care until we see you next. Football will be back. Hopefully you've enjoyed this week's podcast and you take care of yourselves. I'm but until guys. then, see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. <laughs>